0: Gabba Gabba Records and Vintage Goods, located in Vintage Village at Eastridge Mall, Gastonia, North Carolina. You are now listening to the Gabba Gabba Hunt Talks Podcast, where we bring you conversations with people connected to the Carolinas underground music scene. With your host, Mike Phillips of Van Huskins. Well, <laughs> oh, hell yeah. i this is an eight track. Yeah, yeah, I've got two copies of that on eight track. Uh,
1: I listen to this, uh, this, this actual album is quite often.
0: Yeah, that one, Damn lazy. Yep. Yeah, that's where's the other ZZ? Top. Oh, it's just black. Yeah, but that one was like that.
2: You gotta work an eight track player.
0: You never find them with covers. Yeah, I've got a uh, it's in my bedroom. But I hooked, My dad's it up the other, I hooked it up the other day, and it didn't want to play very loud, so I think all of the speakers that I got hooked up to, it, they were working, but I think in the meantime, they've been the wires have been uh, messed with I me mean,
1: uh, can. We can uh, this might be some fun stuff to talk about. On, on Jesus just left Chicago yeah. just got paid but, uh, <laughs> me, and,
0: me and Eric want to cover Jesus just left Chicago We, we yeah. but Ben never quite understood what we were doing and it's like every time we try to practice he's like alright man I just need to listen to it we can try it next week
1: <laughs> and then he never listened to it but uh, this is great because I, you know Cyber World Saundering Day I play drums with my uncle and he's you know in his 60s and uh, one of the guys I think a couple of guys have been in their 70s and uh, there's another guy, I think he's in the 60s as well. I'm the drummer. I'm the young guy. I'm the kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, but we play beer, drinkers, and the Hellraisers.
0: Hell yeah. I love and so my uncle
2: will
1: be like, and the
2: bass player da
3: da 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 I don't
1: know the words, but.
2: <laughs> we'll just edit that out later.
0: <laughs> or not.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, their drummer is great. He's great.
0: So what's, what's the name of that band? The
1: Pickpockets. Uh, well. Yeah, the pickpockets. It was called Big Jim and the Weasen Geezers. Okay. <laughs> but then some of the guys didn't want to be, want to be called the Weasen Geezers.
2: No, what was the other name they came up with that was hilarious? Uh... I came with a ton of names for them. They had one, and you're like, nah. no, it was a uh, Common Thread.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't like that. Didn't <laughs> that makes me think of that Eagles record. Yeah, that's, that's, like that's, a that's, that's one of those really kind of generic names. Yeah, that's what Common I said. Thread. That's exactly what I said. I said, it's too generic <laughs> and forgettable. It sounds like something that somebody would come up with in junior high that just didn't have a whole lot of imagination. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> right. Endangered right. So they up with the Like I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with that.
1: We, my <laughs> uncle and I liked Big Jim and Weezing Geezers. But uh, you know, those guys didn't want to be called geezers. Which is fine. <laughs> I like to go there and hang out. It, just going out there and listening to these old guys tell stories is is my favorite part.
0: Do y'all play pretty often or just, just
1: We play uh, usually try to play every Tuesday. I drive up to Drexel, North Carolina. You know where that's at? No. It's near Morganton. I
0: sounds close to Broughton. You've been to Broughton before, right? Uh, well, uh, no, no, I've never been to
1: Broughton. It's, it's right beside... <laughs> I know where it's at.
0: I, I think I've been by there.
1: It's right beside Valdez. Yeah, okay. I know where that's at. So, yes. Directly beside Valdez.
0: I need to go up there sometime because Valdez has a record store called they Play It Again, I think.
1: Yep, they do. And, and they uh, also have I've heard that store
0: is really interesting, or at least used to be. Um, I've actually never been in there, but I've seen it. Yeah, I've um, heard that they, they've got like some stock. It looks like it's been in there since the 80s. That's where my
1: family's from, Valdez-Drexel area. You know, I grew up. I was born in Gaston. They're
2: responsible for the big oil spill.
1: But <laughs> <laughs> I grew up here. My dad moved down to, to Gastonia back in the seventies or eighties. I don't know. Okay. I guess the seventies because I was born in nineteen seventy nine. So, but anyway, that's where all of my family's from that area.
0: Yeah.
1: My my mom writes books about that area, Morganton. Patricia Baker. That's right. Look it up on Amazon. She has lots of books. I'm on the cover of one of them. What are you doing? In the in the picture? Yeah. Well, I'm dressed? Uh, dressed up in like turn of the century garb? <laughs> you know, like uh, wearing pantaloons. Revolutionary War, yeah, garb <laughs> type stuff, and I'm um, just like pointing at something. Mm. But it's actually like a. Um, it's not one of her novels. It's it's like a.
2: Well, she has a. You got the name World Sauntering Day from one of her stories, right? No, she got
1: she got her story name from.
2: Oh, World Sauntering
1: Day. Oh. oh, okay. She has a, a book called Odie Saunters. Yeah. And uh, she got, she named it after us. <laughs>
0: so, yeah. <laughs> Trying to take all the credit. What's all right. That? Well, World Sauntering <laughs> Day is like the same day as your birthday, right? It's like, yeah. it's like one of those weird kind of not really holidays, but you know, If you like Google observation like, times, type, type of you, like, days, like,
1: Google your your birthday, what holidays are on my birthday, yeah. type of thing. I, I looked it up one day, and it was like World Sauntering Day, and it's like a day where you should like you know take time to smell the flowers and appreciate nature and saunter about, relax, <laughs> and not be like, kind of like, caught up in a rat race and this and that. And I was like, dude, that's that's what I always try to do, and then I like looked it up, and uh, it was started on the exact day I was born.
0: Yeah, oh, so wow. I was like, whoa, so that'd be.
1: Great for the name of the band, I was yeah. calling it Green Dot Ninjas for a little while there, and I was like, eh, at that point in time, I was pretty much making it all by myself, so I was like, i oh, to call it Green Dot
0: Ninjas, I'm just one person. You ever like <laughs> shorten it to WSD? Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's what
2: we do. That sounds like
0: wrestling. Well, Coincidentally, it sounds like a, that sounds like a Christian <laughs> band for some reason. Quinc- like WSD.
1: Coincidentally, it's also on Juneteenth, which-, which is cool. Somebody asked me, like, how do you like that? I said, I think that's great, it's a great holiday, mm-hmm. so we have two awesome holidays, you know. Mm-hmm. He's celebrating the freedom of humans.
2: I Googled my birthday, October 5th, and it came up as Teacher's Day, which is weird because James is a teacher.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what mine is. Mine's the a day, day after yeah. Valentine's Day. But also, Matt Granning's birthday. And uh, yeah. who else? Is it Chris Farley, maybe? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't, don't have anybody cool that's born on my day, my birthday. But I don't know if there's a a, a day I'm sure there is There's some kind of day
1: No, there's a day for everything It might be like National Hot Dogs Kissing Day or something
0: (laughs) So anyway I I guess if you haven't figured it out I'm talking to the band World Saltering Day And that's a two-piece fan Right now at least Um, And we'll talk about all that A little bit more in a little bit I always, I always like to start with, um, and we've kind of talked about some random stuff leading up to this, but we want to talk about more about how you got into music. And specifically, like, when you were a kid, what's hmm. the one thing, like, the first thing you really remember about music that sort of spoke to you? <laughs> I asked this question a d- bunch of different ways. Wow. But, you know. Um, <laughs> Josh,
2: go ahead. Man. <laughs> well, I'll start out. Um, when I was 10 years old, uh, it's, it's kind of funny. I was watching the Buddy Holly story. Okay. Starring yeah. Gary Busey. Yeah. And, you know, I heard Peggy Sue, you know, and that'll be the day. And I said, I want to pick up guitar, you know. And uh, it's kind of funny. My dad had these uh, thick glasses that had, uh, they were actually used for welding. Mm-hmm. And I just found them one day. I was in, like, fourth grade. Yeah. And I, I wore them to school, yeah. you know. And uh, anyway, I ended up getting in trouble over those glasses because I stopped showing up with the glasses. Because the teacher was this really old woman. Mm-hmm. And she thought I was making fun of her by wearing the glasses. Oh. She sent some note home with me one day that said, "I haven't seen Josh wearing his glasses, and my mom and dad kind of looked at me like what what is, what is she talking about? the glasses you know. <laughs> okay, let me explain, buddy Holly, you know, but that's really that's what got me started playing. you know yeah, yeah. and then I didn't play for about a year, and then I saw uh Nirvana on Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad was like, man, that guy can't sing. You can't understand what he's saying. I'm like, I don't know what he's saying either, but I'm sure it's pretty important. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, so that's what really got me started playing again. And yeah. I haven't put it down since. So you yeah, started yeah. playing because you like Buddy Holly.
0: Yeah. And then like, I didn't yeah, play. Dad, your dad also played guitar though, right?
2: Yeah. And he built guitars. Yeah, he built guitars. You know, his yeah. dad
1: yeah. built some sweet wild guitars. awesome yeah. cool. <laughs> your dad's guitars are awesome.
2: Yeah. And yeah, I they, they never leave the them. house. They stay at home. Yeah, yeah, you know I don't even play live with them. Well, my wife. In fact, uh, we never play live. On that note, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, my wife owned this
1: or worked for Sword Sue Ann, downtown the uh, richard sideshow and she started selling some of the guitars. And uh, there's a couple of them that his dad had in there mm-hmm. from Josh, and uh, I, I grabbed them for the store class. I was like, I need to own these because there's one silver tone. This is gigantic acoustic. I and that's it. Still, I need to fix it up. And there's some kind of what's that 12 string?
2: Uh, I have no idea. It man. looks we super had cool. tons of stuff when he passed, mm-hmm. tons of stuff. I I gave stuff away, yeah. I yeah. couldn't get rid of all of it. That's I mean, what my
0: daughter's gonna have to do. I mean, I couldn't
2: <laughs> keep all of it what I'm trying to say, yeah, right. yeah.
1: but I'm gonna get those two guitars fixed up. But they're really cool. I love Buddy Holly, by the way, so that's cool. I didn't know that, yeah. So I'm learning some new things here, man. I don't know. I've, I've always known that music was like my number one thing that i love mm-hmm. in my life i remember when i was in first grade i remember the first thing i a- i remember asking for besides maybe a big wheel when i or not a, or a power wheel when i was a little kid i didn't get one by the way it cost too much but
0: uh, i never got one either <laughs>
1: yeah, i remember in first grade my mom asked what i want for my birthday and i said i want a beatles cassette because i make her listen to the beatles like in her car we had a like a tape player in the in the car, not a part of the car, just sat in a seat.
3: Yeah <laughs> and I would
1: play like the Beatles twenty hits or whatever it was. Early Beatles, the cheesy, like pop Beatles. And mm-hmm. you know, I want to hold your hand stuff. I loved it. And I said, I want a Beatles cassette for my birthday. And she said, Which one? I said, I want the one you have So I want to list to it on my own anytime I want to. And she said, no, I already, you already you know you can listen that any time. So she got me Beatles Live at the Hollywood Bowl and I loved it, but I would pretend like I was, I was riding in the car you know how back in the back of cars, there's like the back window, there's like little hair, like fuzzies, yeah, carpet yeah, stuff yeah. back in the day. <laughs> I would, in my mind, climb back there and imagine that each fiber was like every note of every instrument on earth. Okay. And so when I was listening to the radio, I pretend I was like touching these hairs and like orchestrating the songs, and I was playing all the drums and all the every note of everything. And so, since I was like born, I was always wanted to play music. You mom
0: do it. a lot of acid when you were like. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, as soon as I had a guitar in my hand, I was writing songs. I was more interested in that than doing any learning any songs. I didn't want to practice. I just wanted to make sound. Yeah, you know? he still
0: doesn't practice. That's true. <laughs> when did you get your first instrument?
1: Uh, I didn't get a guitar until I was about 11 or so, I think. And I just would fantasize about having a guitar. Like I guess I just imagine just having a guitar like for years. Yeah, I mean, and when I was
0: a kid I'd just listening to music playing guitar, air guitar yeah. all the time. Just mm-hmm. Well, my dad had an acoustic guitar but I just make noise on it, <laughs> you know every kid wants to have a guitar especially if you love music and you're, especially if you grew up with MTV and see people play guitar yeah. on MTV I
2: had to beg my dad <laughs> to teach me how to play guitar I was in there you know I was you know like I said probably about 10 or 11 years old I got his big acoustic trying mm-hmm. to figure out chords I'm looking at a book and I'm like please teach me how to play guitar it's like Oh, no, we only need one guitar player in this family. You know, I had to practically beg him.
0: I would have thought maybe your dad would have put one in your hand at a young age, as much as he loved guitars and built guitars. Mm, not really. Yeah.
2: No. <laughs> I think he didn't want me to, you know, surpass him, you know? <laughs>
0: Well, I, I think about it too. Like I have two daughters, and, and I never really put a bass in their hand or a guitar in their hand. But they've asked me a couple of times, and I've shown them a little bit. But they've never really—it's never really held their interest too much. Yeah, yeah. I just—I just for some reason I just would have thought maybe you'd picked it up at a really early age for some reason, or well, because of your dad. Uh,
1: if, my dad doesn't didn't really have much of an interest or to play anything. Uh, my mom, she. Played a little piano back in the day. I mm-hmm. never really saw her play a piano. A she, tiny
0: piano? I don't know. I <laughs> she never... a little one or a big one, just a little bit. A grand piano.
1: I actually have no clue. She bought a keyboard at some point in time, but she used to sing like at weddings and stuff. People like have her sing at their weddings. She says Mom can sing. Had that. She always played music in the car and stuff. You know, She liked to play a lot of the classics and you know, Beagles and the mm. Doobie Brothers and Beatles and stuff like that. So I had that. Arlo Guthrie, listened to that a lot when bon I was kid. She
2: didn't.
1: <laughs> that's a little after her <laughs> you know? Uh but my uncle that I play with now he was always musical he's played in bands since he was a kid mm-hmm. you know so I, I went to I remember I went to go see uh, like a Hickory downtown alive show when I was a little kid and yeah. were, his band the Incoming Ducks were playing and uh, I saw it was the greatest thing I ever seen him on the big old you know back of a—I guess it was a tr- transfer truck or something you know uh, but they were playing, and all these people were out there, and I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. So he's he's played. They've opened up for, like, Blue Oyster Cult and a uh, bunch of bands like bon that. Bon Jovi? No, they
0: played Bon Jovi. How many times does Bon Jovi get mentioned? <laughs> i of play of a lot.
1: <laughs> uh, Cumberdale Page. They've, he's opened up for a bunch of them. Kansas, Foghat, uh, I think Driving and Crying. So he's, he's opened up for a lot of these bands. Toto.
2: He was actually
1: the... <laughs> the uh, Keywords for Toto for for many decades.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Many decades. (laughs) Six decades.
1: But yeah, so I think it's super cool that I get to play drums with with his group. Yeah, we're a two-piece, but on the recordings where we, uh, you know, we play all the instruments. Now, when we, we play our show next week, we're going to have a little thing playing some drums with us uh, on a couple of the songs, but uh, on the recordings, we're doing all okay stuff. Yeah, there'll
2: be some electric stuff, acoustic stuff. There'll be some mandolin. Yeah. And it's at uh, Cavendish Brewery uh, yep. in on
0: July 9th. It starts at 7 p.m. Yep. Get that plug in early. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, we'll get we'll get around to all the world software yeah, and the stuff in a little bit. So you good. you said you got got a guitar around the age did you say eleven or you said I think you said eleven when you start playing. Yeah, 11, when did you like, say eleven? About eleven. Yeah, yeah so started, both around eleven.
1: So, yeah, I remember when I was in seventh grade, I was about twelve then. I remember we had some kind of uh assignment or something. I remember I I played guitar uh I think that I wrote a song about uh Ulysses Okay. <laughs> Odysseus. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wrote a song about that, I remember. So that was the James grade Joyce seven.
0: novel? No, did you take <laughs> No,
1: the the epic poem.
0: <laughs> did you start playing like did you start taking lessons or did you just learn to sort of learn on your own or uh, with the help of your uncle or
1: my dad took me down to Belmont to the rec center a couple times to um for lessons and I had no interest in like practicing any of that. I mm-hmm. learned a few chords and then my granddad he he played uh like old folk music on the guitar. Okay. And uh, so he taught me a few chords. So I learned some of the basic chords and then from there I just I didn't have any interest in practicing. I just wanted to write songs immediately. Most of it was punk rock right <laughs> off the bat, it's like power chords and just whatever the heck came to my mind. I just made up stuff. He hmm. still
2: has no interest in practicing. That's true.
1: <laughs> and I never will. I do practice the drums though, oddly enough. Yeah. I don't and my band is suffering
0: horribly because of it. That's
1: right. But <laughs> I uh, don't practice guitar much. I just like to write songs. Yeah. yeah. That's your job. You're the, like, you're I, like I, I the guitar need to, I need
0: to practice more, like, practice. James plays all the guitar scales stuff. and things like that. All the <laughs> stuff that I should know by now. Ugh, but I will never I do that. If I haven't done it by now, man, I'm never going it's, to. That's why I keep thinking. It's like, it's like that's too much, like, homework for me. And, and yeah. I'll get home and I'll think about it and i go, yeah, but then i got to, you know, plug the amp in. And then i got to actually plug the bass into the amp or, you know, plug the guitar into the amp or whatever I'm going to do that day. I'll do it in a little bit, then, See, of course, bass, I stay too busy anyway. But. Of course, you
1: know, if you, feel like you play the bass, bass is fun to play with stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, know, I, I like, enjoy doing that sometimes. So you
1: pop in a record or something, or a CD, you know, you can play along with it. Uh, that'd be fun, but just sitting around playing scales and stuff, that sounds...
2: Mm-hmm. No you know, listen to the Ramones, I <laughs> didn't need all the scales.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. I love I <laughs> playing the bass, though. Probably my favorite part of doing a recording is doing the bass. Mm-hmm. Usually the drums are done, the guitar is done, and I can say, all right, I'm just going to sit down and... Come up with a bass line.
0: This is fun. I think bass is fun to play. Yeah. I'm biased, but I I think it's a lot of fun to play. It is fun to play. (laughs) So, Josh, you said you kind of begged your dad to teach you how to play guitar. Yeah. And so you said you started playing, and then you put it down for a little bit, but Nirvana was sort of what? I put it down... Because I, I got into, like, Public Enemy
2: and N.W.A. N.W.A.s. Now,
0: no, before we, <laughs> when you first started playing it. I did,
2: for real. No kidding. That's, no That's cool. I like that. <laughs> what what, what, were, you, before, what it? were you
0: playing before you put it down, though? Before I
2: put it down, like, he taught me stuff like, you know, of course, Stairway to Heaven, mm-hmm. America, A Horse with No Name, yeah. uh, with the Beatles, Stones, Paint <laughs> yeah. It Black, Satisfaction. You can't stuff go like with any of that. Then
0: yep. were you pretty good at all that stuff?
2: Uh, well, I... I don't know or just
0: (laughs) play rhythm rhythm guitar on it or you know he he showed me a few
2: like Chuck Berry kind of leads and stuff you know but I mainly played a lot of rhythm you
1: know I want to say something I admire about you is you are a student of the game like even when Josh see Josh and I used to play together in the side uh, you know years ago Mm. and then I've kept you know we remained friends but I would see you know Josh would go through he goes through phases where he'll study a certain genre genre I, yeah,
0: I mean, we did some videos on Facebook, so we've, we've kind of seen him develop right. Kind of so he'll get into so classical stuff yeah, for a little yeah. while.
1: Surf rock for a little while, and then yeah. you like what else did you do? You do
2: little... I got into world sauntering day for a while. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. We were, we were in the blues.
2: Well, surf rock. Well, you know that comes from you know. Oh well, yeah, blues too. But yeah. The Aqualabs, I tried out for them, and you know, so I had to be like you know well versed in mm-hmm. surf rock. And yeah. the only thing surf I really knew was like the Shadows and the Ventures. And the surf purists don't even really consider the Ventures a surf rock band. Yeah, they're, oh, yeah. they're an instrumental band.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, some of their stuff is not. what you talk, like,
2: talk to true? Yeah. Surf rock guys, you <laughs> and, know, yeah, they're all over the
0: place. <laughs> and I, I get that because a lot of their records are not very surfy. It's just instrumental. Yeah. Rock. And then some of it's very surfy. And they,
2: but they do like they played all instrumental stuff, but they would cover surf music songs, mm-hmm. you know. So the Ventures are cool.
0: Oh yeah, I love them.
2: But yeah, you're always... I guess I'm kind of like a chameleon. I don't know.
1: Well, I think it's cool that you you do take time like, to learn all this
2: stuff. Yeah. Like Boy George, you know?
1: Have you learned all his <laughs> guitar
2: licks? Comma, comma, chameleon. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so then you got into, like, hip-hop at the time. Like like you said, Public Enemy, yeah. NWA.
2: Fresh Prince, yeah. Will Smith.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning a lot of things today about my
1: <laughs> bandmate.
2: No, I don't know. I not I mean, I just put guitar down for a little while and started listening to. Like, there was like a radio station called Kiss One Hundred and Two back mm-hmm. then. Yeah, I remember. And so I got into like R and B. You know, I was dating this girl at the time. We like listen like R and B and you know hip hop and stuff. Well, even when, when I got then it, but then Nirvana came out. Yeah, you know, so I picked up guitar again. You know, so, like even
0: when I got into like punk rock and stuff, I used to deliver flowers from my mom's flower shop. And there wasn't a cassette player or anything in the van, in the so I had to listen to the radio, but I found myself listening to 102, and just, yeah. or 101.9, whatever it was, you know, just uh, you know, Black Street and stuff like that. I love that stuff. <laughs> <That, laughs> yeah. The they do, played like Onyx him. a lot. They played, uh, yeah. you don't that like was Tag mom. Team with that at that time. I do like hip-hop.
1: <laughs> what are you talking about? I played, last of you at my house, I played uh, Wyclef.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right. You did play Wyclef. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to DOS Effects earlier, so. Yeah. Somebody posted it on social media. Mm-hmm. You remember Dos Effects? Oh yeah, I
0: love yeah. that.
2: They want effects. Yeah. Oh yeah, never no. could understand what them guys were saying. I, I like a lot. <laughs> when of they the came of, out the I was man, like, so wow, what not. are they saying? They were just so fast. Yeah, you know? yeah
0: there was them. And then, and then the like took it up Yeah, the notch.
2: <laughs> And then later you, you got uh, what's his name, uh, Buster Rhymes. Yeah. I love Buster. You thought Dos Effects was fast? Listen to Buster Rhymes. <laughs> I
1: was just about to say, I, I like Busta Rhymes because I listened to him a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. Probably my favorite hip-hop is, you know, I like Outkast a lot and Cypress Hill.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me and, you know, Jason Parker. Mm-hmm. From, yeah. I want uh, to get him on here sometime. I'll talk to him about it. Just you know, been well, a while.
2: Probably more people know him from the Vivians and the Dielectrics, But we used to, like, trade tapes in high Not high school. Junior high. Mm-hmm. That's how old I am. But, like, Public Enemy, Fear of a Black Planet was one. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there was... Um, I can't think of all of them now. But we he used to get those little casingles. Ka- Remember when yeah. they had those? They sold them at like Camelot Music in the mall. Yeah. Stuff like that. They're like in too deep, back to the hotel. Like, oh, <laughs> man, let me borrow that. You know, it's like, just don't let your parents catch you with it, you know?
0: <laughs> so then Nirvana came along, you decided to pick up a guitar again.
2: Yeah. Because I was like, man, you know, when I heard that, I was like, that's just, I don't know. I was just speechless. Well, they did, did that for a
0: lot of people. Like I mean,
2: the whole, um, you know, from quiet to loud dynamic thing mm-hmm. that they did, which mm-hmm. they got from the Pixies, I think. Yeah. You know I that?
1: remember my friend said, You got to hear this band. He just like starts screaming. And that, it was just, his spirit. And I was like,
0: Wow. Hearing that on the radio for the first time, it was like, holy crap, because they didn't play stuff like that on the radio. Yeah, you just screaming. So I remember somebody telling me about it. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then we were going somewhere, and he's like, oh, man, turn that up, and, and turn the radio up. He's like, this is the song I was talking about. And I was like, holy shit. I mean, I'd already gotten into punk rock by that time, but it was still mind-blowing to me, too. Yeah. To me, I think
2: Nirvana was actually like our version of the Beatles. Yeah. And they didn't have as many albums under their belt. They didn't have Everyone albums. who heard them like picked up a guitar, mm. you know, and started a band. You know? By the way, I want to throw in there. My everyone wanted Nirvana. to dress like the Beatles. Everyone wanted to dress like Nirvana. Yeah, yeah. You know?
1: that's true. That's true. My favorite Nirvana is the the most generic songs off of In Utero. Like not the hit. I'm not like the. Hit. I like the whole album. You don't get me wrong. And people say oh, all those. You know, the hit songs. But the hit songs are great, but the the stuff off of In Utero that's generic, if you will. Yeah. It's my favorite Nirvana. I love
2: it. I think I appreciate it more now than I yeah. did back I liked it back then, but now I think maybe in utero was there... Peace de Resistance, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It was killing
0: It That's so good. I always yeah. know. Nevermind was just so influential. It was, like, it was. But I still, I, and you know, it was my favorite. It, really, it's, it's, it's nasty. My if you
2: start peeling back the layers, the way Steve Albini recorded it and everything, mm-hmm. he put microphones all over the ceiling and the walls to get that drum sound. Yeah, I like uh, how it's not. I
1: love. I love Nevermind. It's very polished. It's, it's yeah. poppy. Punky.
2: well Kurt hated it we all
0: know that yeah. he, but he said Euro it was like a was motley dirty crew and grungy
1: yeah. and nasty and just not recorded like perfectly and just, I like that yeah
0: so when did you first decide to put a band together after that
2: uh like, well to- first time I I think we knew a drummer that lived there in uh mm-hmm. I was probably about 14 he's like yeah I got some drums I want to bring them to school it was like the last day of school and I said, "Okay, I'm just going to be playing some Nirvana songs and actually some Dinosaur Jr. songs." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, I couldn't do all the solos, but we didn't even rehearse. So it was the last day of school. We uh, set up in uh, Miss Higby's science class <laughs> and played for like an hour. They let us. Get up there and play. I, I can't remember who else was on guitar at the time. I don't even think we had a bass player. Mm-hmm. But we just messed around. But that was cool. Like, I consider that my first show.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: You know. But did my you, first real show. Did
0: you, did you show, name for that band? Did you? Uh,
2: I think we called it, like, uh, Fuse at one time. Uh, Jason Parker called it, like, Handicap TV mm-hmm. at another time.
0: Did he play in that band? Was he? Yeah, okay. but, he did, but he didn't play on that day. Yeah, no,
2: right. that yeah. day.
0: Well,
1: that's I on a segue to this, because the first time I ever played publicly, mm-hmm. I played a Nirvana song, and I had too much anxiety to sing, so my friend Adam sang. We sang, we played Polly for ninth grade day, and it was in an auditorium, and there was all these kids, and they were going nuts.
2: That was ninth grade we, for me, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we
1: played Polly, and they went bananas. And he played... Uh, Kansas Dust in the Wind by himself and I said hey man can we play the guitar solo part you do the violin I let him play that by himself too and uh, he's like no I'll just do that by myself I, I, <laughs> is it
2: Dust in the Wind or Candle in the Wind wait I'm thinking Elton John yeah
1: yeah anyway so my first time I played Pokemon I played
2: Nirvana's song Polly Yeah. acoustic was it oh it wasn't New Wave Polly from Incesticide no it was the acoustic version but yeah so there you have it I played
0: Nirvana song live one time but I can't remember which one it was
2: they We've been playing so long, man. You know, all of us. You know. We all have been playing a long time. We're all old. We we'll started getting us. names mixed up. You know, I'm, like I'm, who I'm engineered this record. I'm wearing my, my favorite, favorite punk band of all time shirt right here. <laughs> the Accidents. The Accidents. That's the first band I ever saw. It's a and if you're a real Accidents fan, you call Actually, them the Accidents. You don't call them Los Accidentes. <laughs> I refuse to call them that. you don't want playing the them? Accidents. I always
0: call them. Call us the accidents. That's
2: right. Me and Parker went up to the milestone. I think I was 16 years old. First time I went to the milestone, mm-hmm. I think the Style Kings played first, and then it was the accidents. Yeah. And man, we just had the best time, man. And uh,
0: you were the Style I'll never Kings. That. No, my brother was in the Style That's Kings. Right, your we brother. played a lot of shows with him. Yeah, I know. Your brother,
2: like a, was it Andrew?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. My brother's Andrew. How's still playing? <laughs> No, no, he After all
2: play. these years.
0: Yeah, he, he doesn't play at all. He does well, I mean, he, he still plays drums. Like, he still plays for himself, by himself. Um, but he doesn't really want to play Alive, yeah. yeah, yeah. We'd jam every now and then. When you lived in town, we'd jam every now and then.
1: I got my brother back into playing. When I was a kid, he, my brother played all the time. Great guitar player. Uh, and he didn't play for like a decade. And I said, Mitch, man, why don't you play guitar anymore? And uh, I got him to play at a show with me a couple of years ago on a couple of songs. And uh, he ended up getting back he plays all the time now again. He doesn't play out, but he's yeah. started buying guitars. He's got like, like 30 guitars now or something. He just, <laughs> but, you know,
2: Might as well
0: put them to use. Yeah. You know? yeah. But he
1: does play a lot. But he likes to collect stuff.
0: So after yeah. that, that one sort of afternoon playing, the last day of school. What was what? What we'll sort of go from there as what What kind of happened after that? Well,
2: after that, we talked
0: about just putting a band together. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was me,
2: a kid named Ryan, who played drums. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Parker, we yeah. invited him come play guitar. And Ryan, who was an I have, who has with me, he yeah. played bass. Okay. I'm not sure how that – I think he tried to play guitar, and we're like, well, we need a bass player. So he's like, all right, screw it. You know, I'll play bass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> And we went with whatever name, and I wrote songs, Jason wrote songs, you know, we kind of started out playing, like, I would try to, like, get the guys to play, like, Dinosaur Jr., kind of indie rock stuff, mm-hmm. and I don't know, they liked that stuff, but they didn't really want to play that. We mm-hmm. wanted to, like, amp it up and kind of play, like, uh, faster songs. Yeah. I mean, some of Dinosaur Jr.'s older stuff's fast. Yeah, yeah. So, I think our first show was, like, opening up for, like, 17 Dead, Okay. And we thought that was like a big deal back then.
0: It was, this was, but this wasn't I Have Who Has. This was something Well,
2: that, the, it turned into I Have who has. Okay. It's the same yeah, guys. Yeah.
0: Okay. That yeah, did yeah, turn into yeah. I Have
2: Who Has, yeah. And probably about a year later, we ended up playing with like 17 Dad. Where was that yeah. at? Was it at Milestone? Milestone,
0: okay. of course. Yeah. 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 We thought, you know, hey, we have we finally arrived, you know. <laughs> well, that was, that was a really cool time at the Milestone because, you know, Ryan, well, Bill Flowers was – Running it again, but Ryan was running it for him. Yeah. And uh, not only that, but Chris Piegler was really involved in, in, in helping book a lot of shows there and and finding mm-hmm. a lot of talent. And uh, we had been playing as Pumps on Dope and the Krusties. Oh, yeah. Uh, Heretics. But nice. then Heretics shut down, and I think we played maybe a show at Jeremiah's, but then Milestone reopened, and that was where we kind of found our, our – Place. I remember Jeremiah. Um, I remember watching Candy Pig there. You remember I remember guys? the crusties yeah, and Pope's yeah. on dope. <laughs> I so, loved them. So that that was but that time with the milestone. Me and Ryan talked about this. We kind of we kind of made our own scene. We just you know between everybody that was out there doing the thing, we, we made this little scene and made it happen. And, and it was a lot of kids that were involved. We used to pack that place. Yeah, we really yeah, did. pack it out.
1: was the good old days when you just like none of your friends had shit to do. And you just be like, yeah, we're playing. And the next thing you know, there's a million people. There.
2: I remember there was an instance, and I don't want to say anything bad about anybody, but here he goes. But anyway, Uh-oh. Parker found out that, you know, somebody wasn't going to pay us for a show, which is not very punk rock of us. Yeah. But he went back, he went around to everybody and said, uh, hey, we're not getting paid for this show, so go back up there and get your money back. And like a big line came back of people like demanding <laughs> their money back at the milestone. And, uh, Somebody said, oh, we'll pay you for it, okay? We'll pay you for it. (laughs) What what show was Do you remember what show that was? I have no idea, man. (laughs) We played many a drunken show there. We were only like 17 years old. Yeah, (laughs) there was
0: a lot of drinking in the parking lot. We drank a
2: lot in the parking lot,
0: yeah. It was, it was kind of like the Wild West over there a little bit. Me and me and Ryan talked about that, too. Like, we kind of just didn't really play by the rules sometimes, but we're just turning a blind eye to a lot of things. Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I don't know it. At least
1: see you guys play
0: there. So you played your first show, you said, with seven, 17 Dead, opening yeah. up for 17 Dead. Did you have to play a Ripple show at any point? To, to I'm, I am I think we did, actually. Yeah, because I know a lot of times, like, the Ripple show was kind of like the introduction. Like, we're going to get you there. I think the you're you right. So,
2: yeah, start. I'm wrong about that. We had to play a Ripple show first. Yeah. You had to
0: sell fifty tickets, yeah. right? We, we played one, but we didn't sell any tickets. But, so you had to end up like paying them the rest of the money. <laughs> well, no, for some reason they just went ahead and let us play. We were like, well, we, we didn't sell the tickets, but I
2: think we sold all the tickets. So. I, don't know,
0: I guess I guess because we've been around for a little bit, they were like, well, I guess we'll let you play this time. Yeah, and then we just never did never did it again. You know, we, we well, we were in high there. school, so it was like we knew plenty. We yeah, we could get fifty people. Our thing was, I think yeah, we man. tried to sell, or we got the tickets, and it's like we talk to our friends like, man, I'll just pay when I go to the, that night. I don't want to buy it ahead of time. And so I totally get that. Like, yeah, that's why I don't want to do that selling tickets in advance. Now. I hate that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, when you're in high school.
0: Yeah, when you're in high school, you can do that because nobody has anything to do. But when you're an adult mm-hmm. and you got you, you, don't know if you're going to be able to go to the show. I mean, I might get off the right. and be like, Really want to go see my friend's band play, but man, work just kicked my ass that day, so I'm not going.
1: My high school yeah. band, we played a show, and the shit don't even show up to it. And I didn't know how they even knew about it. Because mm. high school kids don't have anything to do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Remember, we played in Shelby at a place with a Java salary, <clears throat> and we just put a couple flyers up at our school. Place got sold out. Yeah. And it's funny because then they booked us again, and they're like, oh, you got to sell this place out. And, uh, we were called Box of Awfulness mm. it's a Box of Awfulness records that's what the record our record label is but we they booked another show there and then we went to go play it and the place was like closed on the front door and I was like what the <laughs> <man?"> <laughs>
0: yeah. all these people came out there and it was not even open we, uh, we booked a show out there and it was the, the accidents and the style kings at the job Cellar? yeah. And then they, they closed down before we got to play it too. What Luke, Luke Edwards ran that place? I don't know, I, <laughs> I didn't really bad. ask him why, why it like, yeah, kind of shut down so abruptly. But I'm guessing they like either they didn't want to remove, remove police or something.
2: From animal bag, remember? I showed you his their Is music on that place, yep. He was the one that ran that place. Remember a couple weeks ago at practice, I said this is my buddy
1: yeah colors. yeah I remember that Yeah, but I didn't know you on the Java cellar yeah which was you know that was cool to play there So it was, a, it was a cool it
0: place it was
1: cool playing there and have a room full of people yeah that was really cool
0: We would have to have a whole lot of people in there for it to nah, be no it was a
1: little place <laughs> but it was cool I don't know how all those people came came to the show
0: though I never, hate that we didn't get to play the show I, I ran across a flyer I started making for it in a box of flyers I've got Oh, a while I'm back, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I guess we were going to play the Java Seller, and it just didn't happen." Yeah, <laughs> you remember Cripple Creek Cafe? Yeah we, there <laughs> yeah, we played there
2: too. I remember we played there and we got beer all up. Why do they have carpet?
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know why. Now it's Ray Smokehouse, by yeah. the way. Yeah, it is. Listeners, <laughs> Box of Office played there, and the
2: Krusties? I have who uh, has? the accidents
1: played at, at Cripple Creek. Accidents. Yeah. I, I probably was at that show. By the way, did you guys open? Did I mean, you guys play with? Um, it could be nothing.
0: No, I don't think so. Which is, is, uh, you know, Tony. I think we might have played with Fat Torch's Butcher out there, but I'm not sure about that.
1: You know, all the guys, semi-pro and uh, Lamb Handler, all those guys do all that stuff. They were, were, it could be nothing at one point in time.
0: I don't think we ever played a show with them, which is kind of surprising. But I remember them. I remember seeing them there, and then I was like, let me get a
1: show here. And they let us play, which I I thought was super cool.
0: Kozu Ganja. Yeah, they were a,
1: But all those bands, by the way, yeah, those like guys listed, Jay Fernandez, all those guys, they all, all kind of like are buddies and they all play in different bands together. Yeah. And every one of those bands are awesome. Jay, Jay, Jay G- G- Fernandez.
0: Negulators is a current band that a couple of them play in. Is that what it is? What is it? Yeah, Negulators. Oh, okay. What and else is their new band? Um. Jay's not really playing anything right what? now. I, I don't know what? He, I don't know what's going on, but hopefully Jay will be playing again sometime soon. All those dudes are going play the coolest We guitars. need him out there.
1: Yeah, if, if any of you guys are listening, I think you're all super cool. Holla, all you dudes. Yeah, is- yeah.
2: He'd be playing like a pink Charvel or a pink Jackson up there. Yeah. What's
1: you the know? drummer
0: guy's name? Uh, Bryant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's awesome. He with the last band they were in was and Worte the guy with the bandana band. on his head. Yeah, that's that's uh, Jeff. He, he's in. He's, he's awesome. in Negulators.
2: Uh, he's awesome yeah. too. All those dudes are awesome. Yeah.
0: And and Bo used to play bass in Kudzu Ganja He's in yeah. Negulators.
2: Yep, I love all this. He dudes. played a Rickenbacker, didn't
0: he? Mm-hmm. They they still, they still play that Rickenbacker. Really? Uh, after it's they, it's already been the headstock has been knocked off of it has been repaired and they play it again. Which version <laughs> of those
1: guys is the best version?
0: Which band? Oh, they're also good. That's hard I to know, say. I know. I say, really. I love the Negulators, though, so let me just say, <laughs> they're, they're really damn good. And I love Vortex of Old Man. I hate that they're oh, not a yeah. band anymore. They're not playing? No, they're not a band anymore. Ugh. I don't really know why, but, you know, hopefully, hopefully some of those guys will start playing again.
1: Dude, there is a couple of riffs off of uh, Dirty Box. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of songs that I'm like, man, I wish I wrote that riff. That's a cool <laughs> yeah. riff. You know? <laughs>
0: Man, all those bands. Dirty Bob. drummer's got good. a girly foot. Stick right through. I love it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I hope these guys are listening because I want to give them a shout out. Those are cool. All these guys are cool.
2: I remember seeing Lamb Handler at a place that didn't last very long in Charlotte. I think it was called, wasn't Hungry Duck, was it?
1: We played with those guys a bunch of times. The it was
2: a huge place hmm. in like downtown Charlotte oh, I don't know I've never went there I, I maybe it remember. wasn't Hungry Duck I don't remember the name of it well, I, know, well, I, know I, I, saw I don't know the place was huge though I mean the room the room was like you walked in I mean it had a lot of open yeah, space yeah we
1: played with the, them at the room a few times
2: it's not the room that was over on Montford Drive
1: yeah
0: this is in downtown and that was right Charlotte. there near
1: that other Jeff's Bucket Shop yeah which exactly. was, we played there a couple times too
0: yeah, I remember seeing. I saw Semi Pro somewhere in Charlotte. That's was one of those places that didn't last long. But I can't for the life. Uh, S K right? Nat Cafe. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, don't I
2: remember there a bunch of
0: times. It might have been that, but I don't think it was. I think it was somewhere else. I saw them like, uh, like I saw the Semi Pro. I saw Semi Pro a bunch of times. I, I, still, I
1: still have them. some Semi Pro CDs, mm. and
0: i i listen. Listen one not that long ago. Oh yeah, all, all the bands are so good.
1: they do have them on like YouTube and stuff. Cause I, I
0: looked up Dirty Box not long ago and that's on the YouTube. I think Dirty Box is on Spotify too. Yeah. yeah. I think they put that up there and some other stuff.
1: But uh, Vortex, oh man, that's awesome. All that stuff's awesome. Yeah. I hope these guys are listening because I really want them to know how, how awesome I, they yeah,
0: We're going to spend this whole podcast talking about other, to, bands. other bands. I want you to tag
1: <laughs> all the dudes that played in all those bands. They're all buddies that just kind of just played in all those bands. I think I always wanted to be in those bands, so I wish you would have invited me.
0: We need the Boron Heist to come back. (laughs) Yeah, we need Boron Heist to come back, too, but I don't think that's going to happen, either. I don't know why. I mean, I don't know. I don't think there's anything going on there. I just think they're all busy. They are, Some of them are. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's just the main thing there. But um, I don't know where we kind of left off there. Let's talk about I Have Who Has just a little bit. So, do you have any I Have Who Has music? Anywhere? I don't have any. Yeah, so I haven't heard it in a long time. I remember being, it was punk. It was probably like Bouncing Souls, Rancid-inspired kind of... Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. If, if Is that, is that on, my, on the right track Yeah, here? Yeah, I think so. <laughs>
2: well, the first time I really heard punk, really, mm-hmm. Parker gave me a cassette. It had circle jerks. It had all the Minor Threat stuff on it. And I want to say maybe some Black Flag. I don't yeah. know. No, Angry Samoans. Okay. Just... Those three right there, like, just being on that cassette, I remember, like, it was like it changed my life, Mm. you know, like kind of like the Nirvana thing. Yeah. So, we went in that direction. We're like, let's play faster songs, you know, louder songs, you know, and shorter songs, you know. But, um, but that's kind of the direction we went in with that, um. What was the original question?
0: <laughs> well, I was, I was sort of, that was sort of what I was getting around, getting around to. was sort of like your influences and everything. Um, yeah. Sort of what the band sounded like. But how, how did you find out about the Milestones the first time you got there?
2: Well, I think Parker lived with uh, Eric White, which was Alan White's brother from yeah. 17 okay. Dead yeah. and NME. And that's kind of how we got on that show. Okay. Yeah. You know, just knowing somebody. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know. That's how you get shows. You yeah. know somebody.
0: That, that's that, Trust me, I know. Because when we first started trying to get shows, it mm-hmm. was hard to get them. And then yeah. it just took somebody going, hey, these guys are pretty cool Yeah, to, to get us these a These guys are cool.
2: Don't be an Yeah, <laughs> I've, 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 <laughs> I've,
0: I've, I've heard these guys. These guys sound pretty good. But give them a show. You know, right. right? Yeah.
1: I think first time I went to the milestone was to see you guys. Whichever incarnation that was.
0: Well, I was, I think... The, my, Crust, the Crusties played Milestone one time. Yeah. And that was a, was a show we played with the Husbians. But then after that, it was always The Accidents. Yeah. Um, so I, I think my brother must have played with us one time at Milestone, and then after that, it was... Right. I, could, I can't remember why my brother left the band. But whenever my brother left the band, and Greg came on as our drummer. Greg was my friend from high school. He was played drums in my first band. But when he came on, we decided to change the name of the band it's again. on
1: John Apple Seeds.
0: To the... Yeah, yeah, he's in Style Which I
1: have that cassette. Probably somewhere <laughs> in my house. Yeah. And I remember you played Egg rate on Mojo.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. it was super cool.
2: Here's um, a little bit of history for you uh, real fast. we were talking about Rancid for mm-hmm. a second. We went to go see Rancid at Tremont Music Hall, and they played with like Rocket from the Crib. Yeah, and Suicide that Machines.
0: Yeah. That was a great when show. When you saw too.
2: Rocket from the Crib.
1: Yeah, that's a Jolly mana- Jehu and Hot yeah. Snakes is yeah, in there. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Oh shit! I'm so jealous. They're so good. You know how <laughs> that's like my favorite
2: band ever. <laughs> you're you're waiting world. to go in. You got the ramp that goes mm-hmm. up. We're waiting, and there's this nothing but like dudes around with like you know the point, spiky pointy hair, and the bracers and everything, and leather jackets. Yeah. And for some reason, I had like some kind of title that came to me. That said, "I want to riot tonight." Mm-hmm. And Parker said, "Hey man, hold on to that." It's like, okay. Later, he wrote a song about it. I want to riot tonight, mm. and then I think a few years later, the accidents put out a song <laughs> called "Nobody's Gonna Riot." Yeah.
0: <laughs> was that was that? Affiliated? I like I like well, song better. By it wasn't the way. really a, a, It wasn't so much affiliated with that, but it, it was kind of like we were kind of like talking about yeah, kids, kids and punk bands talking about. Let's we'll start a riot, or let's yeah. have a riot. Well, well, you even, have clash, even, the, even the Clash, even the Clash singing about having a riot. Those guys were never in a riot. You know? Exactly. So it was just kind of like nobody's going to riot. We're going to talk about riot, riot riots, but we're not really going to riot. Have you done? Still um, stick it to the man, or whatever. But yeah. Yeah. have
1: you done an accidents
0: podcast yet? No, I have not. But uh, that's, one I would, that's one I got to. That's when I you got to
1: get Saunders in here.
0: Yeah. Have you got Saunders in here? No. Oh, well, I've seen Saunders recently, and, and, and I don't know that he'd have any interest in it, but... he got to get him in here and tell him <laughs> ha- he has to. I saw him at the grocery store. Me too. It's probably been
2: about 10 <laughs> years ago. And he's, you, know, you can just tell he's just really quiet. Yeah, I thought he was I was really quiet. was quiet.
1: You know? I love Saunders, and I think he's an awesome singer and
0: songwriter. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. He really was, yeah.
1: And uh, I run into him once in a blue moon, and I have that much respect for him.
0: It's a, he's another one. It's a shame that he's just not playing anymore. I, I've got his guitar over there. Ah, his Saunders, if you're li- <laughs>
1: t- hashtag him on this, if you're <laughs> listening to this, please start playing music again. I don't care what kind of music it is. You are a great songwriter. I'm wearing an Axis shirt right now. I really, really mean that. You know that?
0: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The Axis were a great band. I just had that. I don't term. just say that. I don't. That's when y'all
2: got back together. Oh sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. We got we played for like a couple of years. We we quit around I don't really know. I was time really excited something.
2: when y'all came back, you know. Oh. That was about two thousand six, I wanna say.
0: Yeah, around two thousand six, two thousand seven we played like four or five shows.
1: Yeah. I was honored that I got to play a show with you guys. And we did a post on dope song.
0: That was the last show we played, right? Yep. And the sign <laughs> opened up for
1: it. Were you with us?
2: Uh, we used to play an accident song.
1: I know. You probably had that show. And sure. uh, we, we did a little montage because everything was in the key of A. We did the Kids in the Hall theme song. Mm-hmm. And then it went into. Uh... <laughs> I wrote a silly song called Two Dicks the Kid. Wow. <laughs> and then it went into the, ex- the uh, Pups on Dope song, this is not uh, the song, Loop for Bugs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And. Because I, you you know, I asked Eric before, I said, you guys are going to play that, right? He goes, no, we're not playing that. I said, cool. We're going to do a little surprise.
0: <laughs> I, don't, so remember, I what... don't remember much about that show. I remember that it was not that good. Oh, no, it was <laughs> But great. everybody that ever tells me about it says they had, they had the greatest time with that show. It was right? a great
1: show. And what I remember is, the only thing I remember about from my end was that we played y'all song for you. Because yeah. I, I was like, I want to do I it. do remember
0: that. I don't remember much about our show, except I just remember... I remember, like, totally screwing up a couple times. I remember Eric screwing up. That's how I am. I don't
1: remember anything except for when I mess up.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: If I do something great, I don't remember it. I only remember me screwing up. I remember a show from ten years ago that I'll be like, I screwed up this guitar solo or something. I remember it. That's just the way it goes, I guess. Yeah. You asshole to yourself.
2: (laughs) I I just noticed your Super Suckers poster back here. must have been high. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's a record. You know, they were a punk band. They were on Sub Pop, right? Mm -hmm, Yeah and they put out a country record yeah I remember I bought that record and it's the time I was in I Have Who Has mm-hmm. and, and everybody was making fun of me over that record right there <laughs> well, there was I, a song about heroin on there do yeah. you remember yeah I'm trying to remember I like a big old spoon of heroin oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Non, I, I like smoking non-addictive <laughs> marijuana <Yeah. laughs>
0: Yeah, I, remember it, or... I remember when that came out, like, I love the Super Suckers. Yeah. And then that record came out. The and that, and when I went to go buy it, and I don't think I realized, because back then, like, the internet didn't exist in the way it does now or yeah. anything like that. So you didn't know everything about the record. I just knew Record Exchange listed Super Suckers' new release, May yeah. 24th, whatever date it was. And so I went to go buy it, and I pick it up and I look at it and go, wait a minute. And it says something has got a sticker <laughs> on the front that says something about Super Suckers' new country album I'm like yeah. country record I didn't get the sticker <laughs> well I guess I'm going to buy it anyway I bought the CD I didn't buy they, they it they would always say you must have been high was when you bought the record oh it was great but I was just like at first I was so disappointed because I wanted another Super Suckers yeah. record and I'm like this isn't the Super Suckers but you just, You're just used good. to them playing like high
2: energy like high octane punk rock you know yeah,
0: well, yeah let's, let's, nice. let's try to reel it back in a little bit um, we've talked about I Have Who has a little bit um, we talked kind of Talk a little bit about your first band, Box of Awfulness, or not? maybe not your first band. Was that your first That's band? That's my first band. Yeah, and that, um, Was that you and Ben the whole time? It was Ben, yeah. So ben, how, did, how did you and Ben meet? Oh, Ben
1: and Eric, and Eric who's in your group,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, you know, they're brothers. Ben Huskins and Huskins. Yep.
0: Um, the, the, the titular Huskins of the Ben Huskins.
1: Yeah. <laughs> now, Ben and I, I grew up on the same block. I knew Ben when I was like seven years old. And uh, we both, you know, had a love for music, and we pretend.
2: <laughs> I wanted to pick your guitar up and so start playing like blues licks behind
0: oh, me. Go ahead, man. Pick <laughs> it up. It'd be better than oh, me I will. It'd Be better than me talk.
2: All right, keep going.
0: <laughs> there's a there's a pick right there on the table. There might be one in the oh, strings yeah. there too.
1: Uh, no, we grew up on the same block, and we both love music. And we, we would pretend that we were, you know, playing music.
0: <laughs> so, so Ben the, the way Ben tells the story and, and so we, we tried to do a Van Huskins podcast and it didn't work out and Ben just didn't really tell the story that good that time but Ben says that when I asked him why he had started to start playing drums he said there just ended up being a drum set downstairs and so I just decided to play drums but mm-hmm. do you know any more about why like is, was he already playing drums when you met him or did y'all just start, start playing music together uh, um
1: go
2: ahead
1: no, no, no. I, I'm not going to <laughs> I have ADD man I'm not going to be able to focus if you're doing that that's, I promise you go ahead <laughs>
2: Uh, answer the question. I can't dude I have ADD. I swear to
3: that's my wife. I can't I, I cannot concentrate.
2: Play. I won't play.
1: All right, all right. I'll just hold uh, what are we, What's the question? Um,
0: <laughs> how, how did you and Ben start playing music okay. together? All right, so Ben and I were buddies. Did you did you tell Ben, hey, I need a drummer, you need to learn how to play those drums or
1: sort of. Um, I think Ben initially wanted to play guitar. Um <laughs> It's never, it's never going to happen. I'm, I swear <laughs> to God, I will never finish this sentence. <laughs> I cannot pay oh, attention right, to things. Um, it's hard for me. It really is. Um, and it's hard for me to get back on track. Um, Ben and I are buddies. Uh, we love music. Like I was telling you earlier, I always wanted to compose music. I always wanted to like, create songs. Mm-hmm. You know, more than a guitar player, I'm a song person, writer guy. Um, uh, so, you know, I was got a guitar, I was writing songs, and I think Ben just, you know, a drum sit down there. At first, we had cardboard boxes and suitcases and crap he was banging on, and, you know, he made bongos out of Slim Jim cans and all kinds of stuff. We would yeah. just use whatever we could make instruments out of. And we'd be on his back porch, pretending kind of like we're playing stuff where to have guitars, and uh, I think he did it with Eric, too. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, Ben has a natural talent for drums. Yeah, he's the laziest human being I've ever met. <laughs> yeah, you know. he seriously is. And I, if he was sitting in this room right now, he would.
0: He probably would, he wouldn't deny it. He would have
1: no problem with me saying that. He probably yeah, would laugh. He, deny he would laugh. Um, but you know, I got off, I got off subject. Uh, but he's
2: laziest human being yes I know that That's but he's a natural drummer just yeah he's a natural
1: you. drummer so the point of the story is he didn't, he didn't practice that much It's like I need to practice my scales I need to practice my rudiments whatever da, 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 da. no he just is good I know uh, he
0: said he did like concert band or something for just a yeah, little bit long the, enough to get a drum yeah basically. he
1: played in the um, school band like the school band I think it's there or something yeah yeah he probably got in trouble most of the time he was in there I think he was like in detention most of the time he was in school but uh, he just has a knack for it, and uh, so we were jamming and I was writing songs. And then uh, I met up a, a friend of mine named Arun, he was from India, his, his parents are from India, so you know, that's so why I think Arun Kapal. But um, he, he and I became like really, really close friends, and uh, I was like, dude, you should uh, play with us. And he's like, well, I don't know how to play anything. And I said, well, I'll teach you how to play bass guitar of course mm. I didn't know how to play bass guitar either but I just wrote bass lines and then uh, uh he would learn them yeah and uh, and then we called our band Box of Awfulness
0: I know I saw you guys play in Lowell at the <laughs> fire department at yeah some kind of some kind of festival I don't yeah know we least. did
1: that two years ago I remember you but, being but there, there so thank Eric, you for coming
0: out Eric was like it was like a Saturday <laughs> afternoon or something and I was getting off work at, right before yeah. you guys were playing Eric's like my brother's playing if you want to come out here and see it and I'm like I guess so. I'm just right down the road. I remember yeah. you being there. I <laughs> yeah. do. And I appreciate that. Was, that, actually, was that your first <clears throat> show, or had you played before that?
1: Uh, it was one of the first.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I honestly can't remember. I think we played another Lowell Fest the year before that. So I think that was the second one we did at Tears Note. And the first yeah, one yeah. was might have been one of the first. We played... the box of Moms didn't play many times. We played those two Lowell Fests... And then we played at Cripple Creek, and we played at the Java Cellar, and we had a little driveway concert with our friends that showed up, and the police got caught on that one. That might be the first time we were played. <laughs> and then I played that by myself thing for the ninth grade day.
0: Yeah,
1: we were supposed to play for like the um, high school band great talent show thing, but um, we ended up breaking up the group. I broke up the group before the day before because we yeah. mm-hmm. and I were not hanging out
0: a whole lot at that point point. I was like I don't want to play if we have any you know yeah yeah so by the so, way uh, Box of is my second favorite band with BOA is the initials <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry like, but you guys you guys are not quite as good as Black Arkansas right
1: <laughs> <laughs> but uh but so Box of Awfulness Records that's where I came from today that's what I've always called the recordings that I like to you know record and that's what I call
2: them uh,
0: I like which, that. By that's, the way, yeah, I use a lot of stuff from my past. You know that, so which yeah, is from the, the zine from the old day. And hey,
1: technically, uh, the the first Van Huskins album is box this
0: recordings. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> which I love that record.
0: Yeah, we didn't I, put that one out on the label, so no,
1: that's box. Of, <laughs> that's all box this right there. Yeah. But that was great. Uh, but yeah, so then there's that, and then. Uh, so after box boxed off and this dissolved, if you will, I went to college, and I started playing uh, acoustic shows here and there, just mm-hmm. by myself, and then I recorded an album. Now, Chips actually showed Josh just a little bit ago. There's a solo album, that had like 15 songs on it, and uh, I'm playing all the instruments on it. And then after that, you know, Ben, ben was at that point in time in uh, Down for the Count, like a heavy metal yeah, band. Yeah.
0: Johnny and, Dick and uh, I'm trying to think of who else was there Jacob
1: there. and Matt Bowen, yeah, yeah. Jacob Fagan. And then, um, and then when they, those guys kind of broke up, I said, Ben, uh, I've been writing a lot of songs that are more rocking. I want to get a new, a new band going again, so we got the side going, and then we had some different you know, folks playing in that. and just, At some point, Josh was playing with us, too. Yeah. Everyday thing, you know, just me playing everything and then now Josh and I
0: are... But at one point it was Green Dot Ninjas. Yeah. And then sometimes you just played with just under James Baker. like Right. Music maybe.
1: Yeah, for a while but I, wanted to, I, d- see, I don't want to. I sound like using just my name. I don't as, yeah. I don't like. Producing. I didn't know if
0: you actually did it as James Baker if you always used it. I name. used to
1: Ted Perkinson's.
0: No, oh, yeah, that's right. That's pseudonym. right. You did use that. Because
1: I opened up for you guys yeah, as at, Ted Perkinson's from the Green Dot Ninjas. Yeah, as, as always. Yeah. 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 So which Green Dot Ninja never actually existed. <laughs> it was just me. But anyway, eventually I, w- I was like, I want to change it to something else. So it Green Dot Ninja. So I changed the world to Sauntering Day. And then Josh and I started getting back together. Cause I was like, man, I kept bugging Josh. You got to start playing with me again. Cause I respect the shit out of this guy. Mm-hmm. I love him. And he's a great musician. And I was like, I've only, I've never played with another guitar player in my life. I think I'm going to You should. <laughs> I've never played. And I've told him this many times. I've never played with another guitar player in my life.
0: Mm-hmm. I've always been like, no, I will be the only guitar player on this recording, sir. So it's always either been like a three-piece or a yeah. two-piece with a occasional always, bass player. It's
1: always been a three-piece. Yeah. Me, a drummer, and a bass player. Except for whenever I had Josh join the side for what, was a year and a half or so? Yeah. And then years later, I was like, Josh, you got to start playing with me again, man. And so now we're playing again together. And I'm telling you, he's the only dude I like to play with on... My brother played two songs with me publicly,
2: mm-hmm.
1: cover songs. We played Alice Chains in Chains' "Nutshell" and uh, we played Lionel Richie' "Hello." I played I, on the banjo.
2: I had reached out to you, I think, before that show. I said, "Hey, you need some help on the guitar duties?" Yeah. You're like, "No, we're good." You know. Yeah. At the time, I was kind of like, "Oh, okay, <laughs> whatever, man." But well, I can understand you have to rehearse for those kind of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And
1: I remember one time I said, "Josh, come to a jam with me, man," and he came over, and that was when you were in your surf rock. Phase, Yes. And he was just playing surf rock stuff and so I just started playing drums the whole time. Mm-hmm. And he mm-hmm. kind of looked at me like, I can tell he's a little bit disappointed. I was like, what's wrong? He's like, well, I kind of thought you were, you were going to play some guitar. I was like, nah, man, I just want to play the drums today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And then he was like, I'm not, I screw this guy. Played. And we did not played together for like another two years. <laughs> and I was like, come over Josh, I promise you I'll play guitar.
2: <laughs> but I figured out like the less that I play the better the music sounds. And it kind of gets back to the Ramones. Yeah, yeah. The less you play, the better it is. Yeah. He plays all the notes. You know, he plays more intricate kind of stuff. I just kind of strum along. I might take a solo here and there,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know. But I enjoy He's that. being modest. I enjoy that. Yeah, you know?
3: yeah. This dude remember, is you like got to play all
2: that stuff on stage when you're hot and sweaty, you've been drinking. <laughs> you got to remember all those notes. Well,
0: I've learned that. Which that is
2: I mean, I gotta say, I mean, I really gotta give, give credit to Eddie Van
0: Halen that he get mm-hmm. up there and do that oh, night yeah. after night.
1: Hey, I remember yeah. all those notes too. I remember. You they're all, great, they're all purposeful.
0: Yeah. Every every now and then, I'm on stage and I'm cussing myself for writing the song that I wrote, or writing my bass line the way I wrote it. Like, yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Why did I think about having to play this all the time? <laughs> hey you know what,
1: man? <laughs> yeah. It keeps it challenging. I like the challenge. Just write a good
2: song. You know, listen to the Beatles. You know, they didn't oh, play yeah.
1: a bunch of fancy stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. I, yeah, yeah, no. It doesn't need to be a million notes. You're right. It needs to be. I always try to make myself remember that. Just my favorite songs are the simplest songs, and my the songs that that I've written that people like the most are the simplest
3: ones. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I try to remember that sometimes. But sometimes I will let a song write itself. It if a song needs to be complicated, that's fine. If a song needs to be simple, whatever it needs to be, it can you know it can be a different song for every moment in time, you know, you can have different types of songs, you know, so whatever, there's lots of different types of songs, and it is what it is. You can have a one chord song, or you can have a 50 chord song, as long as it makes sense for that song, that's that's what it is. The well,
0: first know? song I ever, like, my band, Style and Johnny Absolute, ever wrote, and it was the guitar player that kind of wrote it, he was just playing like, two chords. Yep. And then, the singer, my, my friend Matt, was like, ooh, just keep doing that. He's like, what? It's just two chords. He's like, no, just keep doing it. And so we did that. We made a song out of Just two two chords. Yep. That was all yep. it was. We just slowed it down during the chorus. But, you know, it was yeah. that was it. Just two notes. Right. And, and that was like everybody's favorite song. Exactly. Until the, until the day we disbanded, that was everybody's favorite song. Well, it's <laughs> just like
1: the side song, the 70th point, which we still play. Mm-hmm. Two chords. It's basically two chords. The whole song. We might
2: yeah. do some variations here and yeah, there. Yeah, there's a
1: little leady but things going on in there. down to the
2: root of it is two notes. Yeah, down
1: the bass line. The bass notes is two notes. And that's catchiest song Uh, I've ever written in my life Molly's
2: Lips by the Vaseline exactly Nirvana did on Incesticide. two chords you know Heroin by Velvet Underground one chord maybe two chords (laughs) I think it is two chords mainly one chord Mm -hmm. the D chord
1: (laughs) yeah a lot of my favorite songs are very 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 simple so I mean that's something to be considered as a songwriter, you know. But also, I love a cool guitar riff, you know. You want to listen to Black Sabbath, you want to listen to our
2: Everybody loves that riff for a reason, you know. So, I Tony love, I love guitar, I only, guitar riffs, too. Tony Iommi is probably my favorite guitar player of all time.
0: But you don't hear a lot of people going around saying, Man, I love Joe Satriani. I just can't get enough exactly. of to that Joe you know Satriani. What? I mean, exactly. I know people do like him. I know people do listen to him. But nobody really just talks about Joe Satriani all the time. Exactly. <laughs> I was uh
2: flipping through some old Guitar World magazines the other day, mm-hmm. and Satriani's still in there, of course. I don't know who he's paid off. <laughs> yeah, I know he's a virtuoso. <laughs> and, and I know he's good, you know, surfing with the alien or whatever, mm-hmm. his big song. But I could never, mm-hmm. ever get into him. Just like no. it was like, Malmsteen. And yeah. I right. can appreciate a couple songs, you know, that neoclassical shred mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Well, Malmsteen set himself apart because mm-hmm. at least he had a singer.
2: Yeah, but, like Rising know, Force. Yeah, yeah you
0: know, you're live right. I with some of his stuff. But, you know, I am yeah. a Satriani, I, I I'm going off the road. and um, uh, Steve Vai, both. I tried. Yeah, all that crap. But, but now, both of them were better whenever they played
2: with bands. Now, Satriani did give lessons to Larry LaLanda, Primus, mm. and Kirk Hammett, Metallica.
1: Well, I thought that my, my stepson, Dylan, who's gotten to be a great musician himself, by the way. In fact, we went to a music store today and he started playing the piano. And the, the guy at the music store said, begged him to work at the store as a piano teacher and he just started a few months ago
3: mm-hmm.
1: but I told him this I said there's a reason why everybody loves Nirvana and nobody wants to sit around listening to Joe Satriani mm-hmm. there's a reason yeah what is that reason you know simplicity yeah is it is makes
2: the people want a song not a flurry of notes why is
1: the the Beatles song i to hold your hand so popular and you know and Concerto number 48 isn't. Like, why is nobody just jamming into that on their earbuds? You know what I'm saying? Something to be thought about there as a songwriter. You know?
2: I think there's a difference between classical music, mm-hmm. though, and neo shred classical guitar stuff. The, the way I look like at it is,
1: I like to write I like cool guitar riffs. Cool. Yeah. You can like a song for a lot of different reasons. You can have a cool drum beat, a cool guitar riff, cool, the singer sounds, whatever, whatever. there's lots of reasons. Yeah. But basically, do you want to tap your foot and you want to sing along and you want to nod your head to it? That's basically what it boils down to. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: ACDC. Yeah. Girls does it, Got Rhythm. Or, does That's it make the song you a, I want to hear. Or, yeah. I want to I write that. Does it
3: make
1: yeah, you want yeah. to dance? Yeah. Does it make you want to smash shit? Or does it make you want to cry? Does it make you feel something? That's what it boils down to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? So.
0: Well, Josh, let's talk a little bit more about, because James sort have covered a lot of his stuff real quick. Um, let's talk a little bit more about what you did. I have who has that? When that ended, in. I mean, I don't have to When it talk, ended, but how long did you play in, in that band for?
2: Probably about two years, I guess. Yeah. You know, and I kind of got into more stuff like Subito <clears throat> and Archers of Love. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vogue was a big one. Yeah, uh, I love Paulo. You know, which everybody knows that's Chapel Hill, yeah. you know, Merge Records, uh, Superchunk as mm-hmm. well. And uh, I've met Mac a couple times, by the way, the owner.
0: Yeah. I'd like to get yeah. him on the podcast, but I've tried to reach out to them and I just can't get through. But oh, that'd be just, awesome. I, I would love I have, I'll have somebody. Oh, I'll probably man. get John on first and then they'll lead me to Mac.
2: I remember, uh, I I think it's so cool, uh, they played Tremont a couple times, I got to see them, I bought a t-shirt, mm-hmm. There's. Uh, I think Laura was the bass player, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: bought a t-shirt from her and they were just the coolest guys. And I would sit there and like talk to Mac about Paul though. He's like, I think that man—that was just like the best band we had on our label, man. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> it's cool enough for him. Like, he told me he was like in a hurry and everything, but he was cool enough to like stand there and like you know answer my questions. Yeah, like. yeah. And he also played uh, drums in a band called Seam, mm-hmm. who were initially from uh, Matthews. Okay. Carolina. I don't know if you remember seeing. They were on Touch and Go. Yeah, it records. sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were on Touch yeah. and Go, And uh, he, he just plays drums on that first record. Mm. Like, but I asked him about that. So yeah, yeah. You know, I played on that. And I just thought that was really cool. But um, that band ended and I got into like, more indie rock. Like, yeah. I mean, of course, I was into indie rock already, like Dinosaur. Yeah,
0: you were you talking about Dinosaur Jr.
2: But then I got into the, you know more indie rock kind of stuff. Mm. Like Archers of Life, which you know, y'all open for them, yeah, which yeah. is pretty cool. You are
0: you open for Archers of Life? Yeah, the accents got to open up for them at uh, Tremont one time. That was, we we played on the big I'll stage. I'm making this conversation about you and heartbeat. <laughs> <laughs> we played on the big stage twice. Tremont? And, yeah, one time was opening up for the Toasters. And, okay. and I remember that when them. we played on that one um both was it Greg and Saunders were both sick that day. They both got like really sick that day. Uh-huh. But me and Eric were like Man, we still got to play the show because it was the first time they asked us to play three months. We didn't want to like back out the day of the show. Yeah, and so we played, but we only played like six songs because Saunders was like, "Man, I can't go any longer." So we kind of played sort of a short set. Uh huh. For y'all, got, that'd be like fifteen. Still cool. <laughs> and then we got to play with um, Archers of Love on the big stage one time. That's awesome. Super cool. Yeah, I, I tell James like the stuff
2: he's writing now. I was like, that's kind of like Archers of Love, you know. Dinosaur Junior, or like the SST Dinosaur Junior mm-hmm. stuff. A you know? lot of the the musicians people
1: say, "Well, that sounds like this or that." I'm like, our bands I don't listen to a whole lot." Even though I do, like, a, um, I do love Dinosaur Junior. I don't, I don't really consider them an influence of mine. I like, I, I got into them more later in my life. Yeah.
2: That's what got me. I mean, I don't know. After Nirvana, it was like Dinosaur Junior, mm-hmm. you know, because he would do acoustic stuff and like the more dirty electric kind of stuff no, no, no. I'm not sure what my His influences songs, are exactly you could strum on the acoustic mm-hmm. I thought that was cool
1: because mm-hmm. I just like songs of all types I I, I listen to such I know I know both you guys would say the same thing but I listen to such a wide variety of music I always have mm-hmm. that don't really there's nothing that I feel like just influenced me particularly I was influenced by you Leonard Skinner no, that, there's nothing that I feel like it just was my big
0: influence. I just I can, I can pick out a few, especially like I can pick out bass players that who influenced me. Yeah, Mike Watt, um, Mike Watt, Lemmy, um, yeah, Paul McCartney. Oh yeah, Paul um, McCartney is a great bass player. Yeah. I'm yeah.
1: glad you said that because people try to act like he's That's
0: kind of frowned upon
2: in the punk rock. That's <laughs> insane. He is so, oh, oh, he's he's, he's so he's so good. I always defended the Beatles.
0: You know
1: how could you? He's the most famous musician in the history of humans. He's the most famous musician ever.
0: <laughs> Lou Barlow's another one yeah he yeah, had yeah. a cool
2: style man. Yeah. Yeah, his, it's I, like I he's almost like his his strumming style, the yeah. guitar yeah. I like that uh, know,
0: I, I know, I try, I've tried to do that a lot in a lot of different bands and then it was like I think subconsciously you know I was like oh that's what Lou Barlow does yeah. You know, yeah and using yeah. that
2: Rickenbacker kind of helped I think to not make the notes as muddy mm-hmm. you ever listen to Lemmy play his stuff's never really muddy it no, really yeah, just yeah. like kind of yeah. cuts through the mix
1: you know but I love so much stuff. The Hurley's band I loved was the Beatles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, I think maybe Led Zeppelin.
2: We've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin. I right? love
1: Led Zeppelin. Those I think that Jimmy Page is
2: Houses of the my favorite guitar player. <laughs> he was more, like, he, he was sloppy at sometimes. And, you know, they kind of derived some of their sound from the blues. They had that side of their sound. But, hey, the blues is kind of sloppy anyway, mm-hmm. you know. And then they had their other, like, uh... I want to say like uh, Tolkien kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. Lord yeah, of the Rings I, I just kind of deal. Twelve string just guitar, mm. you
1: know, so play a lute
0: on this song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. I'm just saying like they're they're all over the place. That's what I yeah. love about him. There, he was there's nothing. That's a great
2: he, composer.
1: Exactly. You can't pinpoint those definitely because they just do everything. Yeah, and it blows me away listening to his guitar playing. Just and watch the song
2: remains the same. Yeah. Mm. The way they go into, like, Dazed and Confused. They play for, like, 35 minutes, like, three other songs, and then go all the way back around to Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. It's like, how do they do that? You know, do they rehearse that? Or are they just high? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: But, no, nah, I, I, nah, I'm not taking anything like, He just, He just got it in his brain and his soul his heart he
2: but whatever you there. do do not watch the 1985 Live Aid where Led Zeppelin gets back together have mm-hmm. you seen that I didn't say he was I perfect I haven't watched
0: it in a long time it, guess, Jimmy
2: but... Page like runs into a microphone stand <laughs> <laughs> Phil Collins is on drums they had two drummers yeah and like yeah. nobody rehearsed the night before you know that just flew in
1: I feel like Led Zeppelin should have had another guitar player live because if you listen to any Led Zeppelin there's a million guitars going in there mm. you know
2: I like how he could interpret that stuff. Yeah, you know, like okay, I got five guitar tracks here, but I, I'm the only guitar. Player. I always wondered I like about that.
1: that as a kid. Like when I hear a band like that had a million guitars going on, or a million whatever going on. Hey, how you guys going to do this live? Yeah, yeah. I remember I saw the Meat Puppets first time, and they yeah, that's uh, one. Yeah, for sure. I was like, how are y'all going to do this? You got all these guitars going on, but they had another guitar player, and I was kind of disappointed. That's another great SST band. Man. Hey, I got to shoot a game of pool with. Kirk Kirkwood, by the way, this yep. little side love, note yeah. was a super cool moment in my life. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I was like a little disappointed because I wanted to hear the. I used to want to hear this, the raw version of songs. So if you went, like yeah. you heard on the scene, you have all these different guitars going on. I wanted to hear the stripped down version of it. That's how it was when I was a kid. Now yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's cool. If you got a guitar that's player. That's the thing. There. Like
2: you can have a song with like you know five different arrangements going mm-hmm. on, but when you strip it down. You gotta have a foundation. You gotta have the rhythm. Mm. What what are the chords of that song? You know? I mean, if if you can't play it acoustic, maybe you got a bad song. You maybe. Know? Paul Stanley said that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so what was the band you were in after I Have Who Has? What was your next band? I think it was probably a couple of the same members. We
2: went on to do a embarrassingly enough a new metal new metal band
0: no way anyway so after what was your next band after I Have Who Has Josh
2: after that I think I kind of went to like uh, a kind of folksy Americana thing and
0: uh we didn't use was, after I Have Who Has was, was the new no, metal no
2: after I we, we, we skipped skip after I Speak yeah but, but uh, after
0: I Have Who Has was I Speak which was uh
2: well so. actually it was Christian Rifle Squad with Matt Thompson okay <laughs> who was in the Slugs an old oh, yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah. I left them out anyway. After I speak, I kind of went to like folksy Americana kind of thing, and uh, I think me and Robert Childers and Danny Brazer were kind of playing around a lot, like indie rock and just playing acoustics and stuff. And uh, David Childers actually asked me to play with him. Okay, and uh, to me, one of the greatest songwriters out of our region, honestly. Kind of like a mix of like Tom Waits and Bruce Spring early Bruce Springsteen anyway. But so anyway, I used to go over to David's house a lot, and his house is awesome. Still lives in the same place, Mm -hmm. you know, just really old house in Mount Holly, you know. And uh, like he would, he had a couple of old Gibson acoustics, and he'd say, "Here, just play my other Gibson," you know and he was showing me all the songs he'd had a falling out with his guitar player at the time which i think was uh eric love or lovell i can't mm. think of his name
0: yeah sounds familiar
2: but uh anyway um uh, and my dad actually custom made a banjo for him at one time so i practiced with him for a couple months and we had a gig at the double door one night and uh I go over to David's. David drives us up Double Door. So, all right, man, you ready? I said, man, honestly, I don't think I can uh, do your songs any justice tonight. Hmm. You know, I said yeah. I, I'm gonna sit out in the crowd and just watch, and I let them do their thing. You know, yeah. he's like, man, I really, I really appreciate your honesty, Josh. You know. <laughs> and then, so after that, I think somewhere I might have probably just played around a couple of different bands that never really took off. Mm -hmm. and I started to do a group called Silent Weapons uh, with my girlfriend Eliza Gray Mm -hmm. and uh, I I got a drum machine a boss drum machine from my friend Mike Sorrentino and just started coming up with like these weird bass lines and different drum beats and just writing the songs around those Mm -hmm. you know and I'd come up with like these titles and Eliza would just like write the songs around the titles of the songs Mm -hmm. you know and uh, I think a lot of people really enjoyed that band. I think Ben Huskins still has a Silent Weapons T-shirt. Yeah, I think I've seen him wear it. Yeah, and uh, that was a great band. Eventually, I don't know what happened from there. We just stopped doing that. Red all you over. Know, we did Red all over.
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't remember right his career. I
2: did. And uh,
0: so that, that, was was that was with that a
2: different band. Yeah, red all over? that was with uh, Jarrett Berry. It was a similar concept. And, uh, like, he was in a band called Basil's favorite hat. I think he's doing something now called uh, Hellfire 76. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who just played at Tommy's yeah. Pub. Yeah. I, think. I he played a show with him. the Menders, I think. Yeah, they recently. did. No, just last, last week, couple last times Friday, I think. Yeah. yeah. And uh, when we played with Jarrett, like, that's when I really started to learn a lot about the music industry. About, mm-hmm. you know, how long your song should be. And, you know, like, it was down to, like, it was so uniform. Like, you know, you, you know, we got dressed this way. You know, and we we were honestly trying to get signed at mm-hmm. that time. You know, and uh, probably had to compromise a lot, which yeah. a lot of bands mm-hmm. do. And uh, I, I learned a lot from Jarrett and that band, he was kind of like my mentor at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we eventually kind of had a falling out. So you so you were trying you know, to get
0: signed. You playing a lot of shows like out of town and stuff. We're just mostly just trying to build it here we
2: did play out of town a lot we played athens georgia uh played in chapel hill a lot the cave you know we played local 506 Mm
0: -hmm.
2: uh even went up to brooklyn new york played a little cafe up there you know and uh we had a falling out and uh i kind of hate to kind of delve into that but uh A lot of it was over, you know, somebody we were working with, a producer who produced uh, Corrosion of Conformity, Mm -hmm. uh, John Custer, who's a great guy. Yeah. You know, we kind of went this way and Jarrett went that way. Yeah. You know, we'll just put it that way. Yeah. Okay. We won't get into the details. But uh, John Custer wanted to get us signed, you know, work with him for a little bit. And maybe I got lazy. I don't know. But stopped doing that. Mm -hmm and didn't do anything for a couple years, and then Red Oliver got back together a couple years later and put mm-hmm. out more stuff,
0: Yeah,
2: you know, and then had another falling out, you know.
0: That's <laughs> <As laughs> ten. Man, pattern. you're hard to get along with.
2: <laughs> Not in this group. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: it's because I don't give a
1: shit. I I'm laid, I'm laid back.
2: Yeah. But I guess that's it in a nutshell. I yeah. think after that, you know, I just, I don't, well,
0: you know, I played in Sticky Bandits. I was going say, you maybe didn't play for a little while, but then, then you played with uh, Sticky Thornton Bandits. Robbie Thornton asked me
2: to play in Sticky Bandits, and you know, Robbie Thornton plays best in the majors now. and am and still at Witch Motel. Yeah. With Sticky Bandits, you know we played like kind of. Like, I, I kind of say like garage rock. Mm-hmm. You know we did that record in Mark Keenan's house. Yeah, without anybody's help, mm-hmm. we just recorded it. We didn't use a click track, nothing. Oh, it's what was called? Suitcase. Something in my suitcase. Something in my suitcase. He said that in one of his songs, and I said I think we should call the record that. Yeah. I'm, I think I'm kind of good at like pointing I little things out. Recorded
0: up. that all yourself, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And I think. uh I can't think of his name now. A guy that did all of uh, Between the Buried Me stuff. He, he masked Jamie something. I can't think of his name right. Jamie King. Jamie King, yeah, yeah. We had him master it, which is kind of an odd choice given the music, you know? And, you know, we kind of changed after that and went into Witch Motel, started playing more heavier kind st- yeah, right, yeah, yeah. of stoner rock stuff, Queens of the Stone Age, Clutch and Crowbar, mm-hmm. you know? And I still listen to those two records. I think those are really, really good records. Yeah. I, I'm very proud of those records. I'm proud of the Silent Weapons and Red All Over stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And then just kind of got here. Like, I didn't, I, you know, I played classical music. I got into that really big at one time. You know, I played the surf rock. You know, I auditioned for Aqualads. Mm-hmm. But That kind of got here where I am now with James. We kind of come around full circle. Yeah. Somewhere in there, I played with you in the side. You know, I left that out. But. Yeah, I was about like, you were in my band at some point
0: in time. <laughs> well, was there any real particular reason that you left which motel, or just, was it just, just didn't want to uh, play? Because It seemed like it went, at the time you quit, you just didn't really have the desire to play anymore, kind of. I think we've just been playing those... Same eight
2: songs for a while, I just lost heart, Yeah, you yeah. know, basically. It's nothing personally against the guys. Oh, yeah. I, I, I
0: know you guys are still friends and Still talking so, all along. Yeah.
2: I have nothing against them. That's why there.
0: I was kind of curious, but it seemed like around that time, that's kind of when you more delved <laughs> into, like, you really started working on trying to learn new stuff on guitar. And yeah. almost, like, played by yourself think, for a little while.
2: And I, I love Zach from Morrowville. <laughs> he was in Witch Motel with us so he was kind of like the new guy and I kind of felt like maybe we were trying to compete for like who was the loudest guitar player <laughs> yeah. there was so much like he's he's such a great guitar player you know and I'm a mediocre guitar player <laughs> <laughs> but we were trying to like compete for like first place maybe he, he doesn't know that but I felt like that mm. and I just felt like well maybe it's better if y'all just do that and I'm I'm gonna stop playing you, you know? don't feel
1: like it was me do you
2: no, not at all. Okay, good. <laughs> I but really I, don't
1: Good, good, Because good, I don't No, I enjoy playing I don't like. feel I mean, that way. It's
3: never I
2: think like. it was a lesson for me, maybe it was kind of humbling, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe I don't need to play a million notes, mm. you know. But no, I enjoy playing.
1: Yeah, but yeah, no, I don't matter, I don't feel you know? kind of like
2: that. I enjoy playing in Witch Motel. But I just got to a certain point, you know, I don't know. A lot of things were happening. Yeah, you
0: never know where you are in life. I was gonna say, it seems like at the time in, in your life, maybe just playing out all the time wasn't really what you needed to do. Yeah. That's one thing about like what you do, James, is, is that you always play music, but you don't play a whole bunch of shows. Right. But you just go out and play a couple times a year, two or three times a year, whenever <laughs> something good comes up or whenever you just decide you want to play. Yep, and always know, working maybe on that, it.
2: Some of us are not cut out to play every weekend.
1: Yeah, with me, I like things to be special. So when I play a show once in a while, like we make a special set list, we work on it, we want to make it something memorable. Like, I can remember all the shows I played in the last... Five years, mm. ten years, even maybe. And I can't I mean, because they're special. And not
0: because I was too drunk. It's just because we played so many. It's just like yeah, right,
1: right, exactly. I don't remember all the shows we played with the side because I played a zillion of them. Yeah. I don't remember hardly any of them, But now I can remember the set list I play. I'll be oh that show five years ago. I remember I played the mandolin this and that you know, or whatever. You know, I remember it because it's special. And the show that Josh we had played for a year. Now That's we have exactly stayed, a year yeah. we stayed busy. Mm-hmm. We've been writing songs. We've been recording. We've been practicing. So the last show was the one at the Joy Theater here. In yeah, yeah. you took pictures yeah. of which are great. We use exactly. these pictures. I want to plug Mike. He did these great pictures. We use them all the time. And I feel like when I post them on stuff, you know, I should be like, "Thank you, Michael," for it. but I don't want to do it a thousand times. But thank you, Michael, again. Um, but yeah, no. Me and Josh stay busy. People, people come to me and say, "James, why why don't you play music anymore?" I'm like, "Dude, are you kidding me? I play music all the time. Yeah, like I have band practice two days a week." Yeah. And I'm recording one day a week or two days a week, you know. And, I, and I'm practicing in between all that, you know. So I'm constantly playing music. The
2: thing it gets harder, the older you get.
1: It is. And Plus, know. I'm a dad. And I'm a husband. And I have a job and this and that. And I have other things I want to do. But yeah. I just You have Jude. I, right. But I, and I
2: stay. But I, four years old. you, you got to pay attention to him. My,
1: I, my son is a huge part of my life. Uh, but music has always been a part of my life and it's never not been so people are like, oh you just forget oh you don't play music anymore I play music all the time I just don't play a show every 10 seconds and I don't put out a song every 10 seconds but when I put out a song I have spent a ton of time writing it and recording it and making a video and this and that so if I put out two songs a year it's because I spit butts on them things you know
2: being in a band with James is kind of intimidating because you know I'll kind of bring stuff to the table and I'll be like yeah, it's dog shit.
3: <laughs> yeah, right. Your James great.
2: stuff would be like something, you know, has a profound meaning, you know, <laughs> and, and vague at times. You know, it's like, man, I wish I could write something like that. My stuff's just hard on my sleeve, just right out on the table. You know,
1: you write great <laughs> stuff.
2: Well, I appreciate it. Some, some of the
1: songs I'll write, I'll work on for 10 years. And some song, songs I'll, I'll write, I'll, I'll write them in an afternoon. You know, it just depends on the song.
2: So now I'm just like, hey, I got an arrangement here. Would you like to write some lyrics mm. to it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, Josh has got some good stuff that I want to work with him to develop into some some stuff. So we're going to make some great songs. We're working on a new album. We have four songs they're almost always recorded for it.
2: The name of the record is Big Daddy. <laughs>
0: yes, it's not that. I just came up with
2: that. Um, I think we should call it Big Daddy. Man, this has got to be a great record. Call it Big Daddy. Y'all can use that. But, but we, we got one four, we got four, we got three songs that are
1: done. We got one, another one's almost done, and then we have a bunch of material that we're developing.
2: Yeah,
1: a bunch.
2: He wants to call the record Baby Eagle. Well, I like Big Daddy, though. <laughs> I do want to name Can we it? call it Baby Eagle slash Big Daddy? We'll talk about it. Big Daddy we'll Baby Eagle.
1: We'll talk. I do like Baby Eagle. I, do, I have a song that I'm going to call Baby Eagle. Um, uh, that you, mean, may- you mean Eaglet? Yeah, Eaglet would be the correct form. Okay. All right. That's charm. When, when I was a little kid, I had a stuffed animal that was my favorite stuffed animal, called, and I called it Baby Eagle, and it mm-hmm. looked like a donkey or something so anyway I drew that I, I was telling my wife Jenny about it and uh, <laughs> and I, she said draw a picture of it for me and I drew it and she seriously started crying laughing at how stupid this picture looked <laughs> so I have a picture
0: and I thought that's the album cover uh, yes
1: I <laughs> thought that'd be a great album Baby Eagle
0: <laughs>
1: my dad threw the stuffed animal away which broke my heart <laughs> I know that's a little bit tragic, but I didn't mean it. So
2: emo, <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, but I don't know. So again, I love my son Jude so much. Uh, you know, I love my stepsons too. I want to throw that in there too. But I don't know. Maybe it's a little bit of tribute. I have a song that I'm calling Baby Eagle, and it's it's about Jude. So I have a song for Jude that I've written. You know, that mm. if you know our band, you've heard it. Um, yeah. But I've written another song that's kind of for him. And I'm calling that song Baby Eagle. And I don't know. I think it'd be a cool album title. But if not, it'll just be a song title. And we can call the album something else. But it's not going to be Big Daddy. I, <laughs> I
2: like Big Daddy. And I'm going to write like a heavy metal barn burner. Like I owe me, Tony I owe me guitar song, Big Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If this song's that damn awesome, we'll talk
0: about it. So, you, is your music is your music is online at, at Bandcamp? Is it, is yeah streaming? we got a band I need to to put it uh, the newer stuff on there
1: our newest song 42 is almost done you gotta throw your background vocals on there yeah but otherwise it's done pretty much yeah and uh, we now are you recording
0: the, the, the drums yourself like yep. you're, you're playing James drums James plays the drums he plays the, bass. the guitars
2: plays the bass I just kinda add some embellishments I play some rhythm guitar
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know and some leads some uh, vocals back and yeah. vocals so yeah so
1: yeah I love playing the drums Big Daddy uh,
2: tries to sneak in on there sometimes
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, piano I'm trying to get better at the piano so I throw piano on there when I can and mandolin and banjo and whatever the hell else I can get my hands on you know if it makes sounds I'll do some I'll make some sounds out of it that's how I look at you, it
0: when you play your live shows like at Cavendish um, are you going to be bringing a lot of instruments with you or just I'm going to br- at this show
1: coming up this weekend I'm bringing we're just playing guitars and uh, the mandolin
2: acoustics electrics and mandolin mm-hmm. That's best
1: I have out. played banjo at every show recently I'm not going to play banjo at this one um, we are going to have a little pedal playing some like you know fake drums with us on a couple songs Yeah, but I do want to throw it out there on record that on the recordings I am playing the, the actual drums
2: so. we use a, a trié pedal
0: for our yeah. backing
2: tracks
1: yeah, just, bass to, just to and make drums. you tap your toes a little bit yeah but I don't want you to think that's on the recordings because none of that's on the, any recordings. Any thoughts about maybe getting a drummer
0: to play down the road? Uh,
1: well, the, the way we look at it is if we have a show coming up, like the uh, Rooster Show, where we need to do like six or seven songs, mm-hmm. it's going to be a big rock show. We'll probably get Ben or somebody to throw yeah, the drums yeah. on and get a bass player. we got several people that can play bass for us. My stepson's a great musician. Mm-hmm. He can play bass. we got Dwayne Haight. Wayne Short can play yeah. bass. We got Mike Sorrentino can play bass. We I got would be
2: happy with like a Mo Tucker kind of thing. Hell, you
1: can play bass you with not. us. We got lots of people that play bass. <clears throat> so we got a short show we want to do. It's a big rock show. We can get. We can do that. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, the one coming up, though, you'll probably play a longer set. Yeah, we're
1: going to play like three hours. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going to just <laughs> goof off on that one and play a few covers and play some originals and
2: Yeah, we're going to cover uh Alice in Chains, Metallica. We're going to do uh, <laughs> No, no, Are you not. really? Yeah.
1: Oh, now, real. and okay. Stone's singing some songs too. I, he, I, thought,
0: I thought you were being We do for whom, there, whom the man. bell but tolls. Then I remember, yeah.
1: yeah, you did play no, that. He, played that on he, uh Facebook. He's singing lead on like several songs.
2: For whom the bell tolls and we kind of do it in like a almost like a surf rock. Oh, he's of style. Speaking
1: of ZZ Top, we're doing ZZ Top. Where I'm playing the mandolin, give me all your loving, and he's singing it acoustic with acoustic guitar. And I'm playing it on the mandolin, give you all, give me all your loving. So we, cool, we just trying to do some fun stuff. Looking forward to it. We that. do the yeah. Sam, we
2: do the Sam Cooke cover. <clears throat> we do Carol King. We love
1: Motown. We love that kind of stuff. I I do. I know. And you when you're playing yeah, like of a, a set
0: that long, you got to pepper it with some songs people know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're even doing a Jim Blossom song, so. which he's singing, <laughs> and, and I'm playing the mandolin on that one. Which one?
1: Uh, found, out found out about
2: you. Found out about you, you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So grocery
1: store classic. Right? <clears throat> That's a great song. <laughs> so so we're we're doing we, when we do a cover song live or even a recording because we do record some covers here and there. Uh, it's something we do enjoy. We like ourselves. We're not going to do a stupid cover song just because somebody likes it. You know, it's popular, or whatever. We yeah. if it's a, if we do it, we love that song. Mm. Yeah, you know, so. That's, or that.
2: James Just Begged
0: Me to Play It. Yeah. I, <laughs> What's the song that we did that you don't like? The John Denver song. Tom Petty. I think
2: it's like Running Down a Dream. Oh. because Only because we... We're must, not
1: playing that at the show, by the way.
2: We mess up during the solos. But section. do you like that song? In I, I like the song. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Okay. You just need
1: to practice it more.
2: We need to practice it more.
1: I, I actually love that song. always have. Oh, yeah, when we, that we song love first Tom came Petty. out, I was like, oh shit, I love that song. Yeah. It's the coolest guitar.
0: We love
1: Tom Petty
2: and Neil Young, stuff like that.
1: Yes. I love Tom Petty and Neil Young. Mm. for the record, folks. Yeah, me too. Yeah. For the record.
2: Eric gave I'm me I'm very shit. sad that Tom Petty died. <laughs> Eric's get, he gave me a lot of shit over liking Tom Petty. What?
0: Eric, Eric's wrong for all that. He's, yeah. he's, 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 in, he's, in, he's in the minority on that. Most people tell him he's full of shit for not liking Tom Petty. Yeah. Sheesh. I love Tom Petty.
1: And I'm I'm upset <laughs> that he's dead. mm I really
0: am.
1: Uh, was he was sad. one of those guys, like sad. the Chili Peppers, like they just keep making great stuff. For one minute, he forever. was
0: dead. Then he he wasn't dead. Yeah, wait, you and said then the Chili said, Peppers keep making great great stuff forever?
1: You don't. I, I'm not crazy. The newest Chili Peppers <laughs> album, but the, <laughs> hey, the album, the last album. Uh, what's that last album? I haven't paid you know. attention. <laughs> got it's got Go Robot, The Getaway. That's a great album, dude. The one before I didn't like that much. I'll take your word for it. <laughs>
3: Seriously, check it and out. I dude. had
2: like a compilation that compilation record they I did. I had a lot of their stuff in the '80s and the early '90s, and I really liked it. Yeah. And then I guess I did after Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I didn't really pay attention to them too that's much. That
0: like me. Like I did one, one
2: hot minute with Dave Navarro. You,
0: on you like Californication. Some of the songs are all right. I never listened to the
2: whole record.
1: Yeah, really
0: I like the first couple <laughs> of albums. Okay, I liked you know Mother's Milk and. Blood yeah. Sugar Sex Magic, pretty good. Taste but, the pain, but then after that, it, 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 they really start falling off, and then i just really got to wear. Anything. They kind, kind like of found that,
2: that formula anymore. with Under the Bridge, yeah. And, you know, but they're also one of those my bands friends
0: that, are so depressed. Well, anyway, I don't I wrote, know, I really like, uh, like them. I tend to know like all the lyrics, all the songs because they play them on the radio so much, especially like the stuff from back in the nineties. Well, yeah. Tom
1: Petty stayed awesome, yeah. and I appreciate well, somebody awesome because it's rare. When I am going to see, go see that Chili awesome.
0: Peppers
2: now. If I had a cheap ticket, I mean, well, they're a great live band. They're they're good live band. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I do admire hey, someone
1: the that <laughs> that has continued to make great music
2: their whole career. I'm glad I got John Frusciante back be-
1: because uh,
2: he can afford more. Well, to be heroin. honest with you, their newest <laughs> album I don't like that
1: much with the- with him on it, and the one before as the- where heard of the previous guy, I think is a great album. I don't know who the guy is, but I think it's a great album, and the new one I don't like that much so far.
2: Yeah, but anyway, I have mad respect for Chili Peppers
1: yeah I do too I, I respect for anybody people that, like, still say mis-
2: mad mad respect
1: <laughs> <laughs> anybody that has continued to, to make great music for decades I mean come on that's good yeah I have a lot especially if you're famous because we Josh and I were talking actually drive drive here mm-hmm. we don't have that problem we're not famous so we can spend take our sweet time making a good song we might make, we might, might not make a song for five years but it's gonna be good mm. These people, okay, you're done with your tour. You Man, gotta make a record. You gotta make a record right now. We got you booked for October. You're gonna come in October. You got three weeks to make an album.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: don't have that problem. Yeah. We can just make a music as we want to. Yeah. yeah. Yep.
2: We can put out Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness.
1: That way, it might take 20 years to do it. And that's fine. Because it'll be badges. good after that 20 years.
2: Who I have a lot of respect for is these old blues guys like Sun House, mm-hmm. and Muddy Waters guy sitting there just like one guitar Mm. those old guys uh, or Mississippi Fred McDowell one of them guys just one guitar sitting there just playing and singing his soul out you know to me that's punk rock Mm. you know that one guy Doing all all that music Coming from that one guitar And that one song I agree with that You know I love I love that old blues stuff Sometimes I'll have nights Where I'll sit there on YouTube Have me a few beers Just go through like All the old blues stuff
0: Mm -hmm. You
2: know We're not talking about the blues From like the 60s And 70s I'm talking about the old stuff From like the 30s And the 40s Sometimes you can find These obscure guys From like the 80s Mm -hmm. You know it's no name guys out there. And they kinda of, like they're sitting on the porch, you know, with like a, you know, fifth of whiskey, you know, and somebody obviously recorded them with like a camcorder. Yeah. You know, I love that kind of stuff, man. Be proud of this
3: from we'll only that something more than the rest.
2: Let's talk about the new Def Leppard record.
0: <laughs> what about the new <laughs> Def Leppard?
2: Record? I have not bothered <laughs> to listen to it.
0: Oh, uh, I've I listened
2: think. to two songs and I have to say, the first time I heard it, I was like, man, those guys got old. But, it is Def Leppard and it's kind of like ACDC they do what they do what they're called in to do and it's actually not that bad those first two singles it's really not that bad
1: well see is is, what are they they are good at making pop songs they were yeah so now they're old guys trying to make a pop song they're trying to make a hit so they're trying to do something that's eh you know they are super back in the day they were super great at making pop songs I'm not the huge Def Leppard fan on Earth, but I will definitely admit that they were great at writing pop songs. Oh yeah, that's yeah, me. I, 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 I
0: don't, I don't like Def Leppard, but they were huge for a reason. Right. Because they, 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 were, they wrote. They were masterful songwriters. As but far when you're as like writing sixty, you're know, like, I'm gonna write
3: another pop song.
0: We've talked about doing hysteria. Well, <laughs>
1: they're trying. To he do was saying it. So if you're trying to do something, mm-hmm. Don't that's what I'm talking about. It's not good. you got to bring it from your heart and soul. That's the only way it's genuine. Jim Morrison right there I'm looking at, he was singing from his
0: heart and soul. But he never made it 47 or 57. No, he didn't. So.
1: But he was singing from his heart. And that's what Def is not doing
0: now. Well, that's what we're it. doing now. Sounds
1: like that's what you're doing now. Just not famous. We don't got to worry about it. So we just we'll do what
0: we want to do. Want to, yeah. The right. stuff
2: they're doing now, honestly, just kind of sounds like it could have fit on Hysteria. Yeah. Least, I mean, that's that's and, much, and I like that.
0: That's what I, the bands like. It'll that they will
2: never top Hysteria. I think that's
0: a great all, record. All those legacy bands, as long as they can do that, that's that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. Just go out there okay. and at least present yourself as you were back when you were popular. Like yeah. like look, keep, keep playing music in the same vein. Absolutely keep doing that thing. I, I mean, agree. It's, it's, I mean, like, it's, like I said, we get to play what we want to, but Def Leppard can't go out there and put out a, no. a Manson record or else Yeah, can't I can't put out. a want like if, if, I, and hear, if records, I go see yeah. Def yeah.
1: Leppard, which they came to town last <laughs> we're week, we're going
0: whatever, in a new
2: direction. We've been listening which, to a lot of Palvo and Superchunk,
1: <laughs> which they came to town last week, and I wish I actually wanted to go. I wanted to, only. I would only want to hear the greatest hits, and I know that sucks for whatever. You know, maybe it doesn't suck, but that's they. That's what everyone wants to hear, and that's fine. That's yeah. all I expect of them play your greatest hits. You know,
2: sell out. Yeah, I wish I sold I'm not out every single house. No, you no, know? Not about sell out. I'm not <laughs> I'm talking
1: about like when I'm a 20, 25 year old guy and I wrote a bunch of good songs. Like like if I wrote some great songs when I was twenty five years old, and if somebody wanted to say, "Hey, James, go play your songs when you were twenty five years old because they were awesome," I'll be happy to play those songs. I'll, we'll play them next week. Some of them. Yeah. Cause I'm proud of those. I might have to
2: set it out on some of them. <laughs>
1: I'm proud of those yeah. songs, I'm, but I'm equally proud of the ones we're making now.
0: Yeah. yeah, same here. Like I'm proud of all the stuff I've ever done. Yep. But I'm just as much, just as proud, if not more proud, of the right. stuff that I'm doing today. Exactly. Stone. <laughs> I love the <laughs> old we're music. Wasn't one called "Like Beat with the Ugly Stick" or something? That was the, the name of the album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> Your albums were three or the EP. Yeah. Beat with the Ugly Stick, Jerk Store.
0: Rabbit dogs, giant snakes. Bless your heart. What was Man. the one that I recorded? That was beat with the ugly stick. Okay, and then Van Huskins was just the CD. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I've yeah, got one. No, got like a black and white cover. Y'all got like the, the Intimidator three in the background. That's three.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, three, three. Okay.
2: But yeah, now I'm
1: proud of all of our old music. I'm very proud of it. Put my heart and soul into it. Put a lot of hours into that music.
0: And I'm equally proud of our new music. Equally, yeah. And you go hear that new music on uh, what's the date of that? It's July ninth. July ninth, next Saturday, coming know. up a week from today. Cabin's Brewery. So, I mean, this this episode will drop on like Wednesday. So okay. this, this this coming Saturday. So yeah. So uh, yep. What
2: time are you guys playing? Seven. Seven. Seven o'clock. Seven, seven. Not 7 a.m., 7 p.m.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're playing 7 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> we're brewery at 7 o'clock in the morning. It's coffee. It's a coffee brewery. It's coffee for everybody. Uh, <laughs> Cavendish Brewery in Gastonia. And yep. you can find the music on uh, worldsongsringday.bandcamp.com. Is that right? We're on, we got
1: Bandcamp,
0: Spotify. Are you Yeah, on It's on
1: YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Facebook, all that. Whatever. We're sticking on all that crap.
0: Anything else you want to say before we kind of wrap up? Just um, I would like to say thank you for having us. Thank you for <laughs> continuing welcome. to make thank music. You for coming. As especially thank you for coming out on a holiday weekend because all of a sudden I was trying to put together an episode this week and I'm like, "Crap!" The person See, I wrote to is not responding. You like, told me. Yeah, it was wasn't like, that you were a last minute selection. No, it just wasn't that. It was like I, I thought. Well, crap. James and, and Josh
1: have no, the show. Come you told off. me that. You told me. You said, "I got you on the back burner because I know you live three seconds away. <laughs> yeah. You're my buddy. I've <laughs> known you forever. I can call you up any second. I understand.
0: That makes sense. Well, trust me, my band's the same way. Van Huskins. We, we, no, I, we no. tried it one time. It didn't work. We might try it again someday. I understand. <laughs> Dwayne hates the same way. He's he's I, on he's on retainer. I
1: live. <laughs> I live ten minutes away. We've been friends for thirty years. You know, whatever. I understand. Uh, I like to say thank you to Mike. I like to say thank you to Josh for playing music with me forever. And uh,
0: I like to say thank you to Josh too because I think he's an excellent guitar player. Hell yeah, he is. And, I and when that. he stopped playing, I was like, man, that kind of sucks. I he kept playing, he kept playing online. Right. So we still got to see him play. But it's I like seeing him play live.
1: I'm just gonna say this: you're the only dude, the only person I've ever wanted to play in a band with as uh, another guitar player I've always been just by myself as a guitar player except for you so that says a lot and so that comes huh. from my heart
2: feelings mutual
1: yeah man alright thank you Mike yep, thanks it, for having
0: us Mike thank you <laughs> and, and let's play
1: some shows together too with yeah, us and you guys and I'm,
0: I'm going to come out and see you guys play next week oh cool, cool. I, I already planned on doing that um, I better do my homework <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> there's, we're there's trying even...
0: to make too many Now errors. I'm going to play
2: Def Leppard Hysteria for you <laughs> I know. gotta know tonight <laughs> if you're alone tonight that's a great song
1: they write great <laughs> pop songs do, I hate that's... that our interview is going to end I'm with talking about Def Leppard though. That.
2: about the Breeders Last Splash <laughs> we found out that that's one of our favorite records of all time I love like that record yeah and I don't think they ever did anything else better than that
0: no I, I got to see them at before right, after. yeah yeah that, oh, was, that was
2: just magic
0: I wish um, I had gotten to see them
2: but yep. we got to talking about it before we came here I was like what we should talk about yeah, that on the podcast. the Breeders
1: Last Splash on the way here yeah yeah well, I got to see them when I was a little kid I was 14 years old and it was awesome and I got to see Smashing Pumpkins which is one of my favorite bands of all time <laughs>
2: I saw yeah. Sonic Youth at the Ritz in Raleigh. Another one of my favorite of all time. 96, I think. Mm-hmm. And I wore a Breeders Last Splash shirt. And I met Kim Gordon, by the way. That was cool. Thurston, he was too cool to come out. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. He was like,
2: <laughs> a cool dude. He came out the door for a second, saw all the people, and like <laughs> hid from all of us.
0: That's funny because one time mm-hmm. I went to go see Chris Rock at the Comedy Zone in Charlotte back when it was on Independence. And I was wearing a Sonic Youth shirt the um dirty shirt you know, yeah like the little knitted, knitted, up knitted, it, whatever. Yeah, up yeah. um and during chris rock set he's he like points to me and says oh i know them and he starts singing a hundred percent and then after the show i went he was just hanging out by the door and i stopped and talked to him and he's like oh yeah he's like i know i know sonic youth he said the, the lady that directed cb4 my movie that's coming out also directed that music video we um, know, so we, we talked about Sonic. me and Chris Rock talked about Sonic U. that's, that's super cool and then like and I, went now and saw, I, love, then I went and saw CB4 actually maybe I'd already seen it but it was around the time, time, time the CB4 came out now yeah. I like Chris Rock
1: right? I like Chris Rock but I like, I I like, like him like more now yeah. I like him a bit
0: more yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about that one time I was told somebody that story I'm like you know I didn't even get an autograph of course I didn't have that was back before we carried cameras right the back in the day you got an autograph you didn't get pictures yeah so yeah. I didn't even get a good autograph of, but it was just like a moment that I got to share with Chris Rock that's like, cool I had we Kim Gordon to me from the stage,
2: and then we, then we followed it up afterwards. That's super so, like, cool. Before. I like Rush rocket line. I got Kim Gordon's autograph on Ticket Stub, and I have no idea what happened to it. I have several Ticket Stubs like that. I got all
1: of uh, Fugazi's autographs on Ticket Stub, but I don't know where it is.
2: Oh, when I saw Dinosaur Jr. at Tremont, I think it was 97, and Sweet 75 opened the show, which mm-hmm. was Chris Novoselic, the bass player from Nirvana. It was his band. He played oh, a yeah, 12-string yeah, guitar yeah. in it. Chris was standing out there on the ramp, you know, as you're walking in Tremont, mm-hmm. and there was nobody else around, and I actually got to walk up to him, like, shake his hand.
0: I don't even remember what I said to him. Oh, wow. I was like, yeah. yep,
2: what do I say to this guy? You
0: know? <laughs> now, you guys got, you, I have two guys, you got to open up for L7. We did, yeah. You have to open up for Dick Dale. Or uh, that was uh,
2: the Vivians.
0: Vivians, okay, okay. And I
2: got I got to see them open for Dick Dale. Okay. I got to meet Dick Dale. I got I still have his autograph.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's
2: one autograph Some I else Some reason I was
0: thinking that was I have who has, but yeah.
2: I did hang on to that autograph. Yeah,
0: okay. So. You that, probably, would you get to open up for anybody else over at Tremont? I think I'm,
2: they opened up for like Cherry Poppin' Daddies after I left the band. Okay, yeah. You yeah know. We mentioned Leslie earlier
0: because I know once like Karsten was booking shows out there and once he got kind of wind of that punk rock scene over at Milestone he got us in there Yeah, of course uh, my so called band started playing there but he started booking like bands to open up for bigger bands coming through which yeah. I thought was really cool that's, that's one thing that it still happens these days but not as much Like yeah. especially bigger bigger bands you know mm-hmm. like you know Toasters, archers, both stuff like that.
2: Toasters were kind of like a ska band. Yeah, right? yeah, they, they,
0: they weren't like huge, but they still they played the big room at Tremont, yeah. and so I was pretty pretty uh, happy to get to open up for those those bands and get to do that. Did play for a good crowd. Now it'd be great know? if like neighborhood theater would have local bands open up for whoever the big band is is coming through. Or, but you try to reach out to neighborhood theater. This has been a Gabba Gabba Hunt Media Production.
1: I, I always, that was set. Right. Yeah, and it, by the way, I want to segue, and I'll try to come back to this question. Uh, at some point in time, I've always been a little bit um, spontaneous, I guess is the word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, one day, I, you know, I saw Eric had his drum set down there, and he had stickers all over it. And I just thought, he's, you know, he's fuck rock. He didn't give a shit. And I spray painted his drum set <laughs> one day and he was gone and he got pissed. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, you of course, know Eric. You know him forever. He's the nicest dude ever, the most laid back dude ever. Never gets pissed off at anything, really. Uh, he was pissed. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand, and I would have been pissed too. And I apologize, Eric. Uh, I've apologized to him previously, but I spray painted Trumps.
0: <laughs> oh, I don't remember this story. <laughs> yeah,
1: I spray painted it, and he got pissed off at me um anyway i didn't think you would care that much but (laughs) i apologize eric i understand i was being just a dumb kid but anyway